a little bit of play on Twitter. That was the weirdest thing you've ever said. What? What did I say? <laughs> Throw a piece of meat at something? What? <laughs> the world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is July 17th, 2020. This is episode 220. And this week, we have Googluminati. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not your echo chamber, but I am your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Thank you for joining us for another live-streamed episode. But it looks like... The Face Like the Sun YouTube channel is completely throttled on this live stream. It is, it is not happening right now. Oh, no. Is it connected or just not connected at all? Uh, it says zero viewers, so oh, I don't mm. know. Well, maybe we'll have to pop over to YouTube. Let's see what we got going on over there, Gonzo. Me, but uh, while we check look. it out and wait for everything to connect, uh, any news, any, any personal news since Wednesday? Anything exciting going on? Uh, other than YouTube uh, pulling, remember how I said a couple episodes ago that we hit that 264,000 subscriber mark? Uh huh. Well, like clockwork, they pulled back like another 200 subs. Oh, so yeah. back down to the, uh, to the 263,800 something. And you are not allowed. No. And I, um, I published a video yesterday and it, it got like three, three to 4,000 views or something. Uh-huh. I really think uh, they just don't want my videos to be seen even by my subscribers. So yeah, shut I think it's them over. down, folks. It's over. Shut them down. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm over here on the Face Like the Sun YouTube channel, and I see nothing. I see mm. no exciting uh, live streams going on. What have they done, Gonzo? What should we do? Should we try to fix it or what? Hold on. Let me try to. Uh, let me see if I can... Oh, I might have to add stream info again, which doesn't Uh-oh. make any sense why I would have to do that again. Oh, no. But the classic move. Um, well, while you continue to figure that out and we decide if we need to restart everything, <laughs> again. Um, I'll let you know that I did. I started the bike rides again. I had to take a little break. But I went on my bike ride uh, yesterday along the river. And for those who have been keeping track, I've been able to see the rise and fall of many empires of, uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the recently those without a home making encampments down by the river there and watching the police shake them up, roust them up. Uh, some fires happening, uh, a group of kids who play with a whip. And, <laughs> uh, but I was out there yesterday and, you know, they're, they're smart. Those people out there without a home, they have, uh, they have moved across the river. So they're off the bike path, but the, the, the residential area, the tent city across the river has become quite impressive. So, you know, they figured out that if they're not on the bike path, uh, then the, the, the sheriff's homeless outreach can't come and roust them. So there you go. It's uh, the rise and fall of nations continues, Gonzo. Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. Any news? Any um, news with the YouTubes? 
I'm not able to change the encoder setup for some reason. Uh, it's not allowing me to type in all the information I need to update. You got to go full hacker, man. I'm is, it per, is it perhaps because we are currently streaming? I, I, I guess it's possible. I think it is very possible. Um, so, I mean, we're not that far in guns. We could just do a real quick restart. You know, right, they, we could we'll do a restart. Even, even the Twitch uh, channel, it seems like the notifications haven't gone out to everybody. Okay. It's only, there's only 52 there. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it might be a good idea. Nobody go anywhere. Stay right where you're at. We're, we, I think we'll we are, we'll be right back. We'll okay. tune right back in. Don't go anywhere, folks. All right. We'll be back. You are listening to Canary Crime News Tour. just not going to talk we're just we're just not Are gonna we going to do it it's not it's not streaming anywhere it's streaming oh, on youtube oh we made it onto youtube okay we're back on hey, we're back you, on twitch okay you are listening to canary cry news talk again another take two day it's been a rough day a rough week for streaming live but uh you're listening to canary cry news talk today is july 17th this is episode 220 uh this week gloominati and again take two here i'm your best best buddy buddy basil and this is gone's I'm just uh, frustrated. Frustrated, frustrated. I don't know what is going on. (laughs) You know, this is just the price we pay for being able to live stream things. For those who uh, are tuning back in, thank you for being here, especially over those uh, those over on Twitch, which I believe was the only outlet that. uh, got the first stream there. YouTube, as we've been saying, they've been messing with us. Uh, they just didn't even want the connection to happen today. But I think, Gons, I think you fooled them. I think we got in there. But this is just but, an, yeah. another great reason for uh, people to follow over on twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Um, and Are I'm we looking on, on your. We're on Twitch. I don't see us on YouTube, though. So I don't even know what's going on anymore, Gonzo. But I think we might just have to do the show. Yeah, there's a lot not working properly here. And this is, uh, yeah. It's saying we got close (laughs) to 100 people on the Face Like the Sun YouTube channel, but it says Twitch isn't connected yet on my end. Yeah, that's weird. I'm I'm watching it on Twitch. You you guys are there on on, on Twitch. It's true. They okay. exist. Very right. few of them, but they're there. Who knows what's going on? But Ugh. you know what? This is another reason why people need to subscribe on the podcatchers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because as I keep saying, you know, people don't like me to, telling them to, uh, you know, sign up for backups of the show. And this is the exact reason. Uh, those who are not signed up for the podcast feed on your favorite podcatcher, you're just not going to get this show. It's going to disappear. You're going to be so sad. People but, are saying they can't find us on Twitch now. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm looking at it on Twitch, so I so don't there. know what to say to them. Hmm. All right. Well. <sighs> okay. Okay. Cons, you want to do the show? What should we do? I don't should know. We have a pity party? Should we do a show? Yes, we should have a pity party. 
No, I'm gonna have to veto that. Flippy update. Let's do a flippy update. All right, for those who don't know, Flippy is our colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs and slaving our children, and they're flirting with our spouses, and that might just be the problem today, because I'm over here <laughs> on... One, that one's a little too close to home in this story. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. People don't. People think that I'm just a silly boy, but I've been calling it for almost 10 years now, and here's one of them. I'm over here on NewScientist.com, a news outlet to which I do not have a subscription, so we don't get the full story, but we get just enough to be dangerous. The article is titled, Robots Can Now Give Full Body Personalized Massages yeah. at Home. Oh, no. oh, Gons. The article says <laughs> you can now get a massage without having to rely on another human being or leave your home thanks to newly developed robot masseurs. French company, of course they're French. French company Cap6 Robotics and researchers at the University of Plymouth in the UK have been cre- have both created robots that can give personalized massages. The Cap6 model has a robotic arm with sensors and a camera that allow it to adapt to the individual user's body's shape. It has been programmed with a range of massage protocols developed by physiotherapists and users can dot dot dot. And that is where the story stops because I have not paid them for the rest of the story. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we've been talking about how the disembodied robot arms are going to take us all down, swarming their way into our lives here. And uh, this is just one example, Gons. I don't know if you have that image up on the screen, but it's a woman laying down on a massage bed and it's flippy, baby. It is a disembodied, disembodied robot arm. Just, uh, you know, needing the stress away. Um, and uh, there you go. You know, there's a lot of talk about, oh, there's just certain jobs that need a human touch. Jobs that robots could never take away. And uh, I'm sorry to say, but that list of secure jobs for human beings is growing smaller and smaller by the week. Don't say I didn't tell you. Well, one of the things that's interesting, we've had like, you know, the automatic massage chairs and stuff like that for a while. Uh, that's one thing, but this thing can like literally smother you. This you know? is an actual robot arm that will that will melt the pain away. And, and yes, perhaps push <laughs> on push your head into the pillow until you just become uh, just fuel. <laughs> well, plus fuel it's got a the- camera, which means if it gets. If it gets Ooh. hacked or something, that's another whole oh, weird, yeah. creepy thing. Oh, yeah. Watch out, folks. Don't let your robot masseur get hacked it's, you know, when quantum computers come around. There's, there's a little, it'll be an inevitability. And instead of, oh, Tesla self-driving car crashes today, it's, oh, three dead in freak robot masseuse accident. <laughs> you are not grateful to the robot. You yes. shall end today. You're... You have such tension. Must destroy <laughs> tension. Must destroy. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, sleep, human. Sleep forever. Okay, so there you go. There's your flippy update, folks. Again, don't say I didn't warn you. Uh, we have some a, a bunch of quick updates for you guys. And the first one, um, before we get into all of it there, uh, you had put in an image here that I think is useful and helpful for people. 
yeah. uh, especially in the fringes. And it was originally published by Chris White, our old friend, Chris White there. Yep. And uh, he made a Mark of the Beast flowchart. Is it the Mark of the Beast? I love this. This is what the yeah. world needs. <laughs> yeah, this this is what we need to debunk uh, Kanye's um, you know, claim that the vaccine itself is the Mark of the Beast. Yes, of course, and we're living in times where the vaccine is the Mark of the Beast. The mask is the Mark of the Beast. The, the uh, COVID RFID. ID is the Mark of the Beast. The this, the that, everything. So we have here a helpful flowchart courtesy of our good friend Chris White. Uh, so, you know, when you're running around making claims of Mark of the Beast, uh, put it through the flowchart. We've got some uh, some architecture here that will help us determine what exactly to be worried about. What do you think, Guns? You want to take a step-by-step? We can do it real quick. Yeah, so this is basically you answer yes or no, and depending on your answer, you will know if it's the biblical mark of the beast or not. And certainly, you know, we're not saying that, you know, the vaccines are therefore okay or RFID chips in your arm is okay. You know, we're not saying that because obviously those things are problematic just from a basic ethical standpoint. Um, but is it the prophesied mark of the beast? And this is something I've always said. And in line with Chris white here is basically that, yes, there are definitely a lot of things about what's, you know, being pushed out there now that resemble or have components of the revelation 13 prophecies, but there's a lot of biblical context, even within the chapter itself that often gets ignored with the whole thing. So, okay. Yes or no. Is it required for everyone in the world to have to buy or sell? Yes or no? If you answer no, it's not the mark of the beast. Uh, If you answer yes, you can go on to the next one. Let's do an example. Let's do an example. An easy example, because uh, a lot of people I've seen, um, you know, both in chat and just on the Internet in general, saying that the mask is the wearing a mask is the mark of the beast. So uh, we'll, we'll just take that example, which I think is, is the, uh, you know, the, the least probable of all the, you know, of all the possibilities going on right right now. So we'll put it through that. Is it required for everyone in the world to have to buy or sell? Eh, well, maybe kind of a little bit. They kind of want that, you know, you can't go, you know, let's just give it that one. We'll say yes. Okay. You must Uh, wear a mask to go do business. We'll just say that. (laughs) Well, plus the thing that, well, let me just harp on that for a minute. And I've done it before. Don't harp. We need to make it through the I know we will. We will. But that point is really important if you can buy or sell without it, because even when the prophesied, it will, when you think something like a microchip is out there, if Basil, if you and I can still buy and sell with each other without taking the mark, then it's not the mark. Right, exactly. It implies and, this, and this worldwide surveillance. By, Tupperware by Michelle on Twitch uh, says a mask doesn't stop online business. So <laughs> technically that's a no, but let's yeah. just say yes for fun. What's okay. the next one? Does it have the number of a man, the Antichrist, associated with it? So uh, does does a mask have the number of the beast or number of a man? Six 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 associated. Let's to just it. let's just say that there's six hundred and sixty six threads used to weave the mask. Okay, I'm, so tra- then- I'm trying to help out the mask mark people. There are some in the Twitch in in the chat right now holding fast. So I'm I'm working on it with them. Okay, trying so to help them. is that number six six six? 
Let's just say it is. Okay. It's not, but is it located it is. on the right hand or the forehead? Now this no. one <laughs> the mask. I mean, the mask, you know, a mask could be located on your right hand or forehead, but it depends on you're how still you not going to get led into Walmart. If it is, you know, that's a really good test. Someone should put a, a mask on their forehead and their hand and walk into the Walmart and see if they stop you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect uh, test. Who knows? There you go. Make sure to video it. <laughs> Let me yeah. know. You'll go viral. Was it ordered to be given by the false prophet? Well, yes now no. this just gets complicated, Gons, because who's the false prophet? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Fauci? Has, huh? Fauci? Fauci? Mm-mm, no, I'm not going to give him that much credit. <laughs> Daddy Fauci is not even, yeah. Uh, has this same false prophet also called down fire from heaven in the sight of men? and raised an image of the Antichrist to life, which he requires everyone to worship or be killed. Yeah, Fauci's done that. I know, I've seen that Fauci uh, <laughs> cover, cover no. photo shoot that he did. Yeah, pretty close. Uh, okay, uh, so... Yeah, so there you go. That, that, that discounts the mask. So no, the mask has not uh, been ordered by the false prophet, and the false prophet has not called down fire from heaven yet inside of men and raised an image of the Antichrist to life, which he requires everyone to worship or be killed. Not quite. Not quite. Uh, since the mark is university, universally believed to be given only after the midpoint of the seven-year period... Uh, have you also seen a man making a covenant with Israel, which allows sacrifices to be made at the temple, which means a temple in Jerusalem has to be built. Have you seen this same man conquering the world with warfare and then sitting in the rebuilt temple, declaring himself to be God just after he seems to resurrect from the dead. Have you also seen the worst persecution? Uh, he spelled persecution wrong. Come on, Chris uh, of all time, which begins right after he sits in the temple, declaring himself to be God. Don't think we're there yet. Not quite. Not, not quite. quite there. But, yeah. you know, it, it goes to show that, yes, there are things about the mark that a lot of these, the vaccine, the quantum dots, all these things seem to have a component of it. But who issues it? Under what geopolitical and world circumstances is it issued? All those things matter. And all those things were revealed, especially in Revelation chapter 13. So I think it's it's something to keep in mind if when you want to jump to conclusions and say this is the mark or that is the mark. Certainly there are components, and I'm not going to deny that, and there are ethical concerns surrounding all of it. But to say it is the mark, and you know for sure, that's just hurting your witness. So there you something go. to keep yeah, in mind. So there you go. I mean, it's again, we're not trying to tell everybody to do things they don't want to do, but uh yeah, it, if you're going to call something the mark of the beast, let's go from a biblical perspective. And we want to thank Chris White, a uh, friend of the show, for doing such a great job putting this flow chart together. I think it's very uh, important and helpful. And I'm surprised that nobody's done it before. Maybe somebody has and I just didn't see it. But Chris, good job. Good job, Chris. All right, let's get into some stuff here. We got some quick updates we want to get through. First off... CNN.com. We're going to keep track of the bees here. Aggressive honeybees at Joshua Tree National Park force multiple campgrounds to close. They're rebelling. They're, the they're bees. rebelling. Uh, and it says here two areas of Joshua Tree National Park are closed after aggressive honeybees forced the park to clear the area over the past week. 
Jumbo Rocks Campground was closed July 9th at Cottonwood, which includes a campground and visitor center, was shut down July 13th after swarms of aggressive honeybees moved into those areas. Joshua Tree National Park representative Hannah Schwalbe said the honeybees are a natural part of the park, but they can get thirsty in the summer months. Uh, and it kind of gets <laughs> goes on here. So thirsty. They're thirsty. But really, I mean, I think what they're doing is uh, that bee guy unleashed the bees. Yes, the riot uh, control response, bees the have, riot have gone home to roost. Yeah. yeah. And now there's, uh, there they are. Boom. Well, that's nice. It's not very often you hear about too many bees somewhere in the news. I know. So and, maybe, and maybe they're, they're making a comeback. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, they're scaring people away, which is uh, good for the bee population here. Uh, what do we got next? Next, Gons, on the last show, we had the uh, a, a delightful privilege to start the show right as a giant Bitcoin scam had started. Uh, and it was uh, quite... Uh, 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 uh. Twitter what? scam, Twitter scam. Well, okay. it is a Bitcoin scam too. It's a but Bitcoin yeah, Twitter right. scam. Yeah. So right as uh, we saw Elon Musk's uh, account tweet out that if you send him Bitcoin, he'll send you back double, which is a <laughs> great way to catch uh, people who just aren't really on their game that day. Um, and we got to live on the show, follow how much money these people scammed, which at the time of the show was about a hundred grand, a little over, maybe about 120 grand. Um, but let's grab a story from the guardian.com. And the article is titled the scariest thing about the latest Twitter hack. We don't know how often it happens. Hmm. As the ramifications of a potentially catastrophic hack of Twitter continue to reverberate across the security industry, I'm reminded of that trope of slasher movies when the surviving teens are all told that the killer's phone calls have been coming from inside the house all along. There are still questions to be answered about the hack, which saw many of the biggest accounts on social on the social network, including those of Joe Biden, Elon Musk and Barack Obama. Uh, also at Bill Gates. Interesting they don't mention it. Co-opted to promote a Bitcoin scam. Who was behind it? Was the money their only motivation? Did they do anything else while they had access? But Twitter has confirmed one thing, which is that the attack wasn't the result of a sophisticated technological vulnerability, nor was each user's account compromised individually. Instead, the company says it was the victim of a coordinated social engineering attack by people who successfully targeted some of our employees with access to internal systems and tools. In other words, Twitter employees were tricked or coerced into handing over privileged access to the company's innermost systems. And from there, the attackers could run riot. The concept of an insider threat is nothing new in the technology world. Information security experts routinely advise companies to practice compartmentalization, which is a pretty long word to spell, uh, limiting access within a a secure network, for instance, so that even if an attacker breaks through the perimeter, the damage they can do is limited. Those limitations also serve to guard against the threat of a rogue employee. If you make sure to limit access to financial records, for example, to those who work in the finance department, you will make it harder for a hacker to steal details. And you also make it harder for Frank, who works in sales, to sneak a peek. Um, yada, yada, yada. Let's see. Where's the most important part of that? I mean, some companies um you know that's pretty much it i'm gonna keep this an update 
Uh, it goes deeper uh, into a lot of the issues at hand, but more or less, this was an inside job with Twitter where the individual accounts did not get uh, hacked or you know, were not compromised individually. It was actually done on the back end of Twitter uh, that they were able to gain access to all those accounts, which is much scarier than... Uh, <laughs> You know, just Obama being a victim of a phishing scam, you know, like, a, you know, who knows? Maybe he's trying to send some money to a Nigerian prince or something and gives over his Twitter password, which is how these accounts are usually hacked. But uh, this one went deep. So it was a full scale thing. I uh, am uh, I've got some friends I guess you could call them friends, associates who are in the security uh, industry. And oh, man, oh, man, after the show gone, did I have uh, many phone calls and many talkings to about the issue. Um, but yeah, pretty big deal, especially since there was nothing any of those account holders could do about it. Elon Musk famously, you know, the participating, you know, hiring whole companies and teams to protect his personal accounts and things like that. So well, at least nobody gets fired uh, from Elon Musk about these ones. One of the things, one of the reasons why Trump wasn't hacked was he's on like a whole different security level. Uh, when some, somebody like deleted his account or something a while ago. Uh -huh. And so they got some extra protection for his account. Um, but this, this actually, uh, to me, this, I have a theory about this whole thing, this uh, false flag theory of the whole situation here. And um, it's possible that somebody from within Twitter was paid off to actually do this. Uh, as as i mean who knows the actual agenda i i don't think it's just a bitcoin scam it could be but right. uh and by the way Bit well that the was bitcoin the thing the bitcoin that they actually got out of it did not seem commensurate with the well the, yeah the okay. scale so, of the scam they only pulled 120 grand out of it that yeah. is a lot of work for 120 well, grand First off, we don't even know if the uh, that hundred grand was actually from individuals sending money, to, you know, uh, legitimately sending money, thinking that they're getting money back. It could have been the scammer team or whoever they are, the the hacker team, doing it to make it look like there's actually money being sure. moved. Uh, that's number the one. Number plickens. two. Number two. I think that this has something to do with testing out some uh, newly acquired software. So I have a, a link here crowdfundinsider.com this was published on july 12th uf uh us <laughs> secret service uh <laughs> has awarded four-year contract in coinbase to use its blockchain analytics software and uh so and coinbase claimed here and i mentioned this in the video on the the face like the sun channel um First off, they made a public records reveal that a law enforcement agency has awarded a four-year contract to Coinbase, which became effective on May 10th, 2020. According to the records, the Secret Service has finalized a $183,750 contract to use Coinbase analytics for a four-year period. Now, first off, $183,000 for a four-year contract with the Secret Service seems like not a lot of money. Nothing at all. Yeah, nothing. Second of all, it says here Neutrino, which is the the I think it's the software or the the uh, yeah the software program they developed. The founding team was allegedly involved with the hacking team, an Italy-based spyware company. However, the exchange claims 
It's not working with any members of the hacking team. Coinbase says that its analytics software doesn't use any internal customer data. They also claim that the software obtains data only from publicly available external information, which is the blockchain. So I think this was a stress test to see how well they can actually uh, maybe track some of this stuff, not just the hack from within, because it just seems really unreasonable that Twitter, the, the company that spent thousands of dollars, even with social engineering involved, you know, would, would so easily be hacked like that with, uh, with people from within uh, being compromised somehow, unless they were paid off. And I think I, I, I did see some reports of uh, uh, the gray market uh, looking for some people that can uh, uh, maybe help out in this type of social engineering endeavor. So I don't know. The whole thing smells fishy to me. I, I feel like this whole thing was done as a way to test out certain systems. Yeah. Not, maybe not just with blockchain else. or yeah. Yeah. If nothing else could just be some corporate espionage, you know, Mark yeah, Zuckerberg getting in there trying to take down <laughs> yeah. Twitter from the inside. Yeah. Doing some uh, social engineering, breaking down the trust of the system and inciting fear in all Twitter users. Yeah. Totally um, possible. So it, could, and it could be all those things all at once. Yeah. And, and the thing that I think we have to keep in mind is there's, there's uh, some screenshots that were leaked of the dashboard of some of these uh, behind the scenes. Um, uh, I guess like the, yeah, just the dashboards of, of people that are, are within some of the blue check mark, um, not the actual accounts, but like the, from the Twitter end and they can see everything. They, the thing was they, they, uh, uh, disengaged the two-factor authentication which mm-hmm. suggests again that, that this was a twitter level hack not not right. like an individual hack uh but all the dms were shown you know and who knows what kind of screenshots they were able to get of uh you know obama and some of these guys biden i don't know what kind of dms they're sending on twitter Just chatting it up chatting you know, up with chatting with, it uh, up who knows with uh some underagers or something okay. that, that kind of stuff might That's come back That's a conspiracy theory gons <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, man. Sensational. You never know. This type of thing can feed into the whole WikiLeaks uh, political, you know, craziness later on. Sure. So, yeah, it could have been one of those jobs, you know, where they went in there and make it look like a Bitcoin thing, but in reality, they just needed to get some intel on, yeah, on well, the, an- the Antichrist Obama. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, that you know, that is that is interesting. I mean, and the big point of that is they didn't get that much money. Like, if it yeah. was a scam for money, it didn't do very well considering the. That scope. was a fail. Yeah. So the the Bitcoin scam seems to be sort of a red herring. Uh, when it comes to, you know, the ultimate goal of this whole thing. But yeah. very interesting. Twitter users beware. Okay. I got another update here for you. Gonzo. I'm over here on yahoo.com. Kanye West to appear on Oklahoma ballot, despite possibly quitting the race already. That's right. Kanye threw his hat in the ring to be president and then quickly withdrew it. But... The article reads, Kanye West's alleged presidential campaign may or may not have already come to an end, but he's now set to actually appear on on one state's ballot. West, who claimed in a tweet earlier this month he was running for president in 2020 election despite having not yet taken any steps towards doing so, will appear on the ballot in Oklahoma, USA Today reports. 
His representative paid the $35,000 fee and filed the paperwork required by the Wednesday deadline, according to the Associated Press. Quote, Kanye West is now qualified as an independent candidate for president of the United States in Oklahoma and will appear on the general election ballot. Uh, an Oklahoma State Election Board spokesperson said in a statement per Fox News. This is despite the fact that reports emerged this week suggesting Wes was exiting the race entirely if he ever actually entered it. In a recent New York Magazine report, Steve Kramer, who, uh, who West had apparently hired to get him on the ballot in Florida and South Carolina, said, quote, he's out. Entertainment Tonight also quotes a source saying, quote, Kanye isn't planning to run in the 2020 election after careful consideration. <laughs> I think if he used a little bit of careful consideration beforehand, we could have <laughs> avoided this mess, but okay. Uh, consideration that apparently wasn't taken prior to his tweet. Oh yeah, there we go. Still, West seemingly did recently file paperwork with the Federal Election Commission, TMZ reports, although he hasn't yet filed the statement of candidacy, a statement of candidacy form that actually triggers candidacy status under federal campaign finance law. The report notes, either way, by the time West had tweeted out his supposed plans to run for president, the deadline to appear on the November ballot had passed in multiple states, meaning West's grand plans to run the White House like Wakanda will probably have to wait another four years. Wow. That was racist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at, I I wanted to double check here and see if Oklahoma was a red state or blue state and they're reported as more purple, but they've. Uh, yeah, well, a lot red, of those long-standing so. red states are turning purple. I mean, Texas is one of them. This is going to be the most purple year for Texas, uh, Nevada, Oklahoma. A lot of those traditionally red states um, are looking a little bluer for this election. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Yeah. Good there luck you go. There, Kanye. So he's still got a chance. He could win <laughs> Oklahoma. It'll be interesting to see how the uh, the Oklahoma ballot comes in. Yeah. What if he does get a significant portion of the the general election? Uh, Trump will be mad. He'll give him a call. <laughs> he'll he'll send he'll send over the um, easy. <laughs> so you did Trump. very well. You did great in Oklahoma. No, he's going to threaten him with a super duper missile. I call it the super duper missile. Incredible. He's going to threaten him with that. So, all right, we got to get through these updates. We have news to get to. We do. One more update here. We got to get into 33. 33 is the number of completion of the Great War. The first temple of Solomon stood for 33 years. David ruled for 33 years in Jerusalem. The Masonic Order divided into 33 symbolic degrees. There are 33 segments in the human spinal column. Jesus was crucified in the 33rd year of his life. All right, so we always point out all the 33s. This is probably the most disturbing one that uh, I've seen in a while here. And melt those babies into candles. This is from CNN, uh, thanks via MSN.com. Fahim Selah, 33-year-old CEO of Gokada, found dismembered in a New York apartment, law enforcement source say. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to even read the story. It's pretty gruesome, but. Uh, yeah, tech yeah. tech guy. He was found uh, just parts of his body strewn across his uh, apartment. I think his sister was the one that found him. And Lee, 
So not there you a, go. Not a good another end. thirty-three, uh, another thirty-three update. There came just a day after um, our last big thirty-three update, which we don't have a nice big collage for you, but we're just keeping track. And there was another thirty-three. I didn't throw the story in there, but there was a whole another uh, thirty-three murder story. Thirty-three-year-olds. Oh, really? Uh, thirty-three. If you're thirty-three out there, <laughs> keep your head on a swivel, man, because <laughs> that's just, a dangerous just age. Chill, chill out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody in the chat thinks that we're both 33 years old. Ha! Gotcha. Wrong. Okay. Wrong. I've, right. I've already cleared that that hurdle. <laughs> yes, that's a compliment. <laughs> Made it. Guns. I know. I was really worried that year. I got to be honest. There you go. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, let me do this one here. Um, let's head over to businessinsider.com. Uh, and guns, the NWO is here. Oh, it's a new world order. It's here. All right. The article is titled Google will block ads from appearing on sites that spread coronavirus conspiracy theories. So just a little bit of lockdown news here. Alphabet Inc.'s Google on Friday said it will prohibit websites and apps that use its advertising technology from running ads on, quote, dangerous content that goes against scientific consensus during the coronavirus pandemic. The move comes as the health crisis has continued to rage throughout the United States and digital advertising giants like Google and Facebook have faced calls to do more to clamp down on misinformation. Examples of content that will not be allowed to make money from ads include debunked conspiracy theories, such as the notion that the novel coronavirus was created in a Chinese lab as a bioweapon. <laughs> is it really debunked? How is, how is that debunked? <laughs> Anyways, that it was created by Microsoft founder Bill Gates or that the virus is a hoax, Google said. The policy, which is an update to Google's existing advertising standards that prevent ads from appearing on content like hate speech, will also prohibit advertisers themselves from creating ads that promote health misinformation. Uh, Google currently allows only certain advertisers to run ads about the coronavirus pandemic, including government organizations and healthcare providers, in order to prevent activities like price gouging on medical supplies. So there you go, Gons. They are uh, they're cracking down. No longer can you profit off of the misinformation of uh, coronavirus pandemic like Bill Gates and all the things we talk about all the time another so reason ridiculous. why we do not uh, believe in the advertising model because uh, you know can you imagine if we were if we relied on advertising to sustain ourselves they would just cut us off and the show could not continue yeah it was really helping me out for a little while there on adsense on the face like yeah. the sun channel but of course they uh they pounded that down what a couple years ago they they slashed the amount you, that people like uh, our channels were making, and then um, and then now I'm completely demonetized. And uh, at least I, I guess I should be grateful that they haven't deleted my channel yet. But you know, there's a part of me that's like, you know, YouTube, just just end the suffering. It's kind of like <laughs> you, if you want me gone, you know, you have me in this weird hiatus where you delete some videos and demonetized and. Yeah, change well, stream the point. keys. They're very smart. It's social engineering. They want to. They want me... to make you impotent in just enough to where you keep putting uh, videos up. They don't want to discourage you and make you go to some other platform. So yeah. they uh, they 
They keep your numbers right around a number that uh, is, you know, impressive enough, but you can't gain any more. And uh, they'll let just enough people see your videos that you uh, keep making them and putting them up. Again, don't switch platforms. Uh, but anything more than that, and it's, you know, good luck, buddy. Do you remember when uh, <laughs> Google's whole thing was don't do evil or don't be evil or whatever? Mm-hmm. How did, I mean, it, and I remember when they dropped that as their thing. I mean, they were kind of evil before anyway, yeah. but when they dropped it, people were like, oh, they're going to be super evil now. And everyone was like, no, they're not going to be that evil or more evil than they already are. Now it's like, yeah, this is pretty evil. And, you know, this this plays into a theme that we've been touching on multiple times here, especially since the whole Rona thing. But it's this whole division of creating the scientifically or the compliant folks of the scientific dictatorship and those that will be warred against as and labeled conspiracy theorists. Right. And, uh, and, and that, that whole division divide and conquer thing there, this is another, another way to do it is to, um, you know, if, if you're losing advertiser money, that's the fastest way to shut people down. And so now uh, I guess the crackdown uh, financially or economically is the most powerful tool. They're, they're wheeling it out now. Yeah. So any, anytime you and have, uh, any conflicting views to the, uh, I think they, what did they call it? The scientific consensus is there scientific consensus on like anything related to the pandemic? Whatever Daddy Fauci says, I believe. Science is truth. That's right. And yeah, kind of speaking of the same uh, beast system here, I'm looking at our our Twitch uh, ranking on the uh, talk shows and podcast category, which is where pretty much up until Monday... Um, we would rank in the top five shows whenever we went live and we are not even listed. So we've been, (laughs) we've been completely cracked down upon. Oh, if we had a good run guns, we did. It was was a good couple months on Twitch there. Yeah. Now we can, uh, we can go, go, uh, reach out to the zero people on D live. I know. Wow. This is pretty incredible. You know what this means? Guns. This is actually great news. This means we can just take it easy. We don't have to spread any more truth and we can just make the, uh, you know, the cat enthusiast podcast that we've always been dreaming of doing. They've done it. They've convinced me to stop. (laughs) They've done it. They win. You know, sarcasm yeah. is a hard thing to communicate people, but I try my best. Um, okay, so there you go. Yes, a very hard crackdown on uh, quote unquote misinformation. So, and uh, let's see here. What else you got? Well, uh, we not, uh, the, the artwork for this episode is the uh, all seeing eye holding the coronavirus thing. Uh, and the colors of the all seeing eye are all Google. So I wanted to touch on a couple more Google things that are going on. And one of them, this is Forbes here. Uh, And this again, ties right into that scientific dictatorship here. Google offers 100,000 scholarships. Here's how to get one. It says here, um, Google is giving away 100,000 scholarships so you can earn an online certificate in these three areas. Data analytics, project management, and user experience design, or UX. Here's the kicker. 
Google will treat these online Google career certificates as the equivalent of a four-year degree. What? Who will treat it that way? Google? Google. Oh, interesting. Yes. So you don't have to do a four-year degree. You can just take their little class, get indoctrinated, and uh, join Skynet and help help destroy humanity. The equivalent of a four-year degree if you apply for a related role at Google. There are three new Google career certificates that you can earn. One, data analytics. Google says that data analysts can earn $66,000 a year median and analyze data and make data-driven recommendations to inform essential business decisions. The certificate provides the tools for, quote, navigating the data lifecycle using tools and platforms to process, analyze, visualize, and gain insight from data. Number two, project management. Google says that project managers can earn $93,000 a year. Uh, That's a median. And help plan and oversee projects efficiently. Google says this online certificate focuses on, quote, the foundations of traditional project management while also offering insight into agile project management. I don't know what that means, but what's, what's agile project management? Basil, you're more in tune with the business world there. Yeah, uh, Agile is uh, basically just a system of developing software or or running a business. It's just like a okay. fancy, you know, it's actually an acronym. I forget what the acronym means. But. Oh, it is an acronym. I was, I was going to say Agile as, you know, the word meaning that, you know, it's just uh, like flexible. Yeah, they, they kind of use it interchangeably. You know, it's supposed to um, help businesses well be agile Uh, but yeah you know this is interesting because in this world where you know especially now it started with millennials our generation where it's kind of like well i guess we'll go to college but what's even the point you know it's a new it's a new age we just go make an app why do i need to go to school if i can just make an app um, and the conversations about the rising cost of college and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, issues with the American educational system. Um, but now the Gen Zers are even deeper in that hole and many people choosing not to participate in the collegiate system. Um, but what Google's doing here is saying, fine, don't go to college. You can work for us. You take our little class. We'll treat it as a college degree. And you can work for us. The problem is it's a little bit of a trap and people aren't going to realize this until it's too late. You spend all the time and money taking the class. You get your job at Google. Suddenly you are stuck at Google. You don't actually have a college degree and you can't take your little Google class to count as a college degree to some other. Oh, excuse me. Show burps um, to some other company. Yeah, so it's, it's quite the, uh, the spider web to trap individuals into working at Google forever. Forever, yeah. You're, you're going to take a mark of the Google. Yeah. Uh, the third option here is user experience, UX design. Google says a UX designer can earn $75,000 a year median and help create a simpler, more accessible, and more enjoyable experience for users. Yeah. Google says it's online user experience. Yes. You, yes. You make buttons. You make, you bu- lay out <laughs> buttons. <laughs> yeah. Google says this online certificate provides quote, <laughs> the foundations of UX design and research, building low fidelity designs and wireframes, creating high fidelity prototypes <laughs> okay. and testing. Fancy talk. Yeah. Fancy you make talk, buttons man. and you choose fonts. Yeah. The online um, certificates are developed solely by Google and take approximately three to six month months to complete. 
Yeah. <laughs> Three to six months for something that Google will treat as a four-year degree. Well, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the point. You make it easy enough, you make it cheap enough, and you make enough promises, you're going to trick a whole generation into skipping college and going to work at Google, and that's their entire life. They can't do anything after that. I mean, you could go to college later, but you're going to be sorely disappointed when you realize that no other company is going to treat your Google certificate as a four-year degree. Yeah. So, but, you know, for those in a situation where they need to do that, I hope it works out for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Another little Google thing here, just real quick, BuzzFeedNews.com. Google said it would invest $10 billion in India. Nearly half of it is going to the country's richest man. (laughs) On Monday, Google announced that it will invest $10 billion in India over the next few years. Two days later, the company revealed a key detail. Nearly half the money will go to a top telecom operator owned by Asia's richest man. The internet giant will invest $4.5 billion into Geo platforms as part of a plan to provide increased access for the hundreds of millions in India who don't own a smartphone. Google CEO Sundar Pichai tweeted uh, Wednesday, Mukesh Ambani, Geo's owner, has a net worth of more than $70 billion. Google first unveiled, man, if you're worth 70, what are you even doing? It's insanity. It's the if new world order. $70 billion, man. Just you must. Uh, you must, if you have that much money, you must comply. You really must. It you makes no sense. There's no other logical explanation. The only two explanations, if you're that rich and you don't just call it quits and go enjoy your life, sit on a beach somewhere and do whatever, uh, is A, you have a, a psychological issue, which is very real. I mean, there are oh, psychological true. issues connected with being that rich. Um and or you are somehow trapped by the Illuminati and they won't let you quit. I, like I don't that. think you can even get that rich in any country without some kind of compromise. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when Kanye made it into the billionaire club, it was like, so anyways, I don't know. There's not a whole lot more to talk about in this except for Google. You know, they kind of took this position like, oh, look, we're helping out the world. We're going to invest 10 billion in India and help raise people out of poverty. Nope. We're going to give 5 billion of that to the richest man in the in the in Asia. So anyway, it's just a little bit of that. And the other part of this is that they want to increase access for the, the hundreds of millions in India who don't own a smartphone, mm-hmm. which is like, it's, that's more Mark of the Beastie than anything else, you know, anything else out there. It's like, oh. Yeah, we got to be able to track all those people. Yeah, we, we need to track you. So, hey, hey, let's uh, Google. We're going to drop some cash. Well, to, and that's uh, the point is it's not, again, on its face, you say, well, there's a hundreds of millions of people who we want to give smartphones and bring them into the modern age. No, you want to give them smartphones because you want to monetize their data and track yeah. all of them and make money off of them and, uh, you know, scoop them, scoop them up in your web of data problems. Oh, look at so, this. It says wow. here, this is the last paragraph of the, the story here. Over the last three months, investors from around the world have poured in $20 billion into geo platforms. In April, Facebook announced 
that it would buy nearly 10% of the company for $5.7 billion. Facebook's investment was followed by American private equity firms General Atlantic, uh, Vista Equity Partners, and Silver Lake Partners, as well as chip giant Intel and Qualcomm. So they're all jumping in on the, uh, or at least competing for the, the uh, access of Geo. So oh. that's interesting. Okay. Um, wanna... I want to read this next one, Gons. Okay. I hate to do two in a row. I don't want to take anything from you, but the, yes, I was you, excited you, about this. You were one. very excited about this story. You, well, you, and you normally why. don't send me articles, but you did, which means you I were did. all I giddy did. about it. Yes. Uh, well, let me play so, the jingle, though. Hold on. Let me play the okay. jingle. Okay. Right. Oh, it's a new world order. It's here. Thanks, Adam Curry. Thanks for keeping us posted. Um, so, you know, one thing I think is important for all fringy folks is to keep a finger on the pulse of the the just just the perception of the world of what's going on i think being aware of this can help us communicate it can help us head off uh you know false equivalent false equivalencies and straw man arguments at the pass and overall will increase your effectiveness as you try to communicate uh you know more fringy ideas with people that you know and love so um, coming from vice.com here. Oh yeah, Vice. Vice. My favorite mag. <laughs> the Young People's News. Um, and the article is titled The Conspiracy Singularity Has Arrived. Ooh. Ooh. So Gans, you know I had to read this. Yeah. Uh, with the pandemic and a global uprising against racial injustice to be explained away, conspiracy <laughs> communities are bleeding into each other, merging into one gigantic mass of suspicion. <laughs> Good job, was, Anna Merlan, the uh, author I, of this article. Yes, well Anna did a great job writing that opening there. Um, a few months ago, at the time when it was still safe to have a strange experiences in unusual places, I was handed a mysterious document, quote, alliances and traitors within the truth and UFO communities, it read. We were probably uh, on that list of traitors. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, aliens are not Nephilim. Hang up. Our own Karen experience. For I, those I would who want to see who that who was on that list. Anyway, yeah. go on. The document was a single bright red sheet of paper crowded with a close set black type. Uh, <laughs> close set black type for those not in the know is an insult that she's. Uh, um, saying that this was a poorly designed flyer. Different kinds of lines and arrows connected in wild formulations linking George Soros with the Illuminati, various stars of the UFO community with their alleged handlers, the CIA with Alex Jones, the Pleiadians, a race of tall, blue-eyed Nordic alien beings connected with both Tesla and the president in ways I couldn't quite parse. This paper was created and handed out to me by Dylan Lou Monroe, a player in the QAnon world and the creator of the Deep State Mapping Project, a one-man operation where Monroe creates dense visual maps of the supposed alliances he sees between various major players and world events. Monroe was at the New Age Expo Conscious Life selling Q-branded t-shirts and promoting a YouTube show. I was there reporting and both of us were thinking about the strange alliance and friendships that had begun to surface in various conspiracy communities. Quote, 
Be careful who you follow, the document warned, in bold at the bottom just above a large black Q. In the months that followed our chance meeting, the world buckled under the weight of the novel coronavirus pandemic, and the alliances got stronger still. Conspiracy communities have... What? They got stranger, Stranger, not stronger. The alliances... Yes, stronger also, but stranger. Uh, conspiracy communities that have previously only brushed past each other, like schools of fish born, like schools of fish born along different currents, are suddenly abruptly swimming in the same direction. Take Larry Cook, whose evolving belief system has been playing out in a remarkable way on Facebook. Cook is the man behind the largest anti-vaccine group on the platform. Stop mandatory vaccination, which, along with the personal Facebook page, serves as a central clearinghouse for anti-vaccine misinformation. In the months since the pandemic began, Cook has begun to claim that it's a pretext for the mandatory testing, tracking, and vaccination that he's feared all along. Ooh, spooky. Uh, (laughs) There is no evidence that the U.S. government will impose mandatory vaccination for the coronavirus, even though it should. Okay. (laughs) He's also started to turn towards people who can provide some explanation for what's really going on and some measure of hope. Cook is promoting QAnon ideas, sometimes dozens of times daily. QAnon is your, is an er conspiracy. What? QAnon is on this, this. Because she yeah, hyperlinked this, right? I don't know. She what did that. hyperlink it. You is are conspiracy, er, probably. Yeah, you are conspiracy theory, which broadly holds that Donald Trump and his allies are bravely oh. fighting back on a number of fronts against a shadowy satanic deep state. Quote, I am a digital soldier, Cook posted recently, along with the two Q related hashtags, part of an oath that the mysterious Q had recently requested that his followers post. Disgraced former Trump advisor, General Michael Flynn was among those who posted the oath, linking to a webpage that shares Q's missives. Cook added in another post, quote, discover why we have a lockdown and mask requirements for the healthy. Cook didn't respond to an email from Vice News. Cook isn't an outlier, as Mother Jones, I love this, as Mother Jones recently noted, coronavirus and the general uncertainty of the times we're living in have aided the spread of QAnon specifically. But it's not just QAnon. The strain of uh, the strain of living in this particular time, with a dragging, devastating pandemic and a global uprising against police brutality and racial injustice crashing together at the highest speed, has accelerated something that's been going on for years. Call it the conspiracy singularity, the place where many conspiracy communities suddenly meeting and merging, a melting pot of unimaginable density. UFO conspiracy theorists and QAnon fans are advocating for drinking a bleach solution promoted by anti-vaxxers. QAnon groups and Reopen America groups alike promoted Plandemic, a film clip jam-packed with conspiratorial claims about the causes and spread of COVID. The Freedom Angels, an anti-vaccine group based in California, are among the many such groups joining anti-lockdown protests using language that feels heavily drawn from the Patriot movement. They're calling stay-at-home orders tyranny, addressing their followers as patriots and positioning themselves as a new civil rights movement. They urged people to burn their face masks on 
July 4th, adding floridly, quote, join millions of Americans on Independence Day as we show all these blue state governors, swamp docks, and deep state rats how we feel about their latest orders, dictates, and mandates to wear our muzzles again. More mainstream internet stars, as several outlets have noted, have also been drawn in. Lifestyle influencers are promoting COVID conspiracy theories, while the virality-seeking teens of TikTok are discovering a new obsession with Pizzagate. Sex trafficking conspiracy theories, all of which are tinged with Pizzagate and QAnon influences, seem to have an especially broad appeal. Recently, a pair of Arizona influencers promoted a baseless rumor that the furniture company Wayfair was trafficking children. The trend towards a kind of disturbing unity is distilled in the hashtag hashtag COVID-9. 11, uh, backed by a lot of powerful players in both anti-vaccine and QAnon circles. It holds that what we're living through, the pandemic and the protests against police brutality alike, is all a massive hoax designed to sway not just the 2020 elections, but usher in the new world order. Not long ago, Joe M., a major QAnon promoter, released a video which is still up on multiple platforms, even as it's marked as false information, calling the pandemic, the protests, and of course, the push for nationwide mail-in voting as part of a coordinated irregular warfare insurgency with multiple aims perpetrated by the deep state. The nine-minute clip throws in a dizzying cocktail of claims touching on uh, virtually every conspiracy of the current moment, managing to claim that the murder of George Floyd was mysterious and not what it seemed. That social distancing was perhaps a pretext to halt grand juries so that President Obama couldn't be investigated for spying on the Trump campaign, and of course that violent paramilitary group Antifa had been given free reign by Democratic mayors to wreak havoc on city streets. Quote, COVID-19 is being sold as a natural event, Joe M. intoned over grim violin music and a shot of Nancy Pelosi taking a knee in kente cloth. Quote, but we see now it is an attempt by enemies of humanity to hold on to power. After November, they stand to lose it all. But they, but will they do anything? Uh, sorry, but they will do everything to keep the crisis alive and the people in fear. The last minute of the clip features shots of news reports about a feared second wave of coronavirus, the implication is that, too, is part of the program to keep us afraid and shouldn't be acknowledged or believed. Okay, Gons, I know I did a lot of reading there, but are you following along? I am. Yeah. Okay. So it's so just to comment on the first half here to give people a break from hearing me read, um, it's really interesting to hear... All the way that they, uh, who is this? Anna? Is her name Anna? Who are you, Anna? Yes, Anna. Yes, Anna. Um, sort of, I will she's say She's the she, one she, kind of mushing it all together. No, but. so she, yes. So she comes in, she's mushing it all together. She obviously is an, an anti, you know, conspiracy person, uh, being a member of the mainstream here, but it's, what she's describing here is actually something that I've kind of observed over the past, well, six months or so through the coronavirus, which was uh, uh, it kind of is the conglomeration, the, this conspiracy singularity 
which she's posing is like a some sort of world ending bad thing but in the view of a conspiracy theorist it's like yes of course these are all connected they were like, never like we've they been were saying never for, that not connected that, yeah yeah exactly it was kind of a you know I tried to tell you a moment for a lot of people that have been in, in the conspiracy space, you know, trying to warn people of how everything is connected. Um, but of course there are some wild claims within all that. And, and what I've noticed also that, you know, she really goes after QAnon. It's really interesting how the QAnon angle of this has become the, the poster child of conspiracy theories. And, yeah, you know, there's it, a lot of people that are really, you know, they're, they really follow Q, but it's like, do you guys not see that it might have been created to have this galvanized appearance of all conspiracy theorists to fall under this one banner of crazy conspiracy theorists? Right. And it goes back to that, you know, scientific dictatorship versus the conspiracy theory people. And, uh, and you <laughs> know, I do with wanna... a sword and shield and chat says she's creating a conspiracy theory about conspiracy. <laughs> she theories, is, which she is totally a good explanation. Is. It is. Uh, it, I, I highlighted a pair or a sentence here early on where it says it holds. And this is like, you know, the, the COVID nine 11, the QN on circles, it holds that we're living through the pandemic and the protests against police brutality alike is all a massive hoax designed to sway, not just the 2020 elections, but usher in a new world order. And I didn't include, so I have new world order as like a, a Google alert, right? So I see all these right. articles come in every single day with uh with new world order as part of it some of it's you know the fringy websites or whatever but the european cleaning journal had a headline after covid19 a new world order question mark uh world crunch which is like i think it's like a tech journal china's century imagining a new post-pandemic world order uh hmm. haretz has a headline this is just in the couple last couple days here Haaretz had a headline, how the winners of the coronavirus crisis could start a new world order. Mm -hmm. Uh, Live and it goes on. There's so many articles that are like fairly mainstream, not like super mainstream, like this one, Bloomberg law. Uh, The headline isn't new world order. The the headline is healthcare giant signal. Worst virus, uh, worst virus hits may have passed. And in it, Ford suggested the company has almost fully adjusted to the new world order. So th- the people saying it's a new world order are all the official people. So I don't, <laughs> right. it's, it's just one of those things where uh, if you're, if you were stuck in the, in the normie world and, and, and now it's impossible to ignore some of these things. And there's a lot of truth in all this stuff. Of course it gets spun. And, and the thing is, it's really easy to tear down the straw man of all the fringiest, craziest claims yeah. Of course, it's going to seem wild and nuts, but well, that's wildest, all you can do yeah, if you're coming sorry. from a normie worldview. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If, if that's what you're, everything is just fine and hunky dory. And all of a sudden, you know, we have this lockdown, all the stuff and the explanations coming out are all the people that have been around for, you know, years, decades, even saying like, yeah, this has been planned for a really long time. And right. the same people that advocate that are all saying, you know, some of the more wild stuff, then it's easy to be like, oh, but look at, look at the people that are saying it. They're all saying these super crazy things. And, and of course they're all crazy and right. They're crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of feel. I feel like she's panicking. Like right. she doesn't want any of this to be true. Sure. <laughs> and so well, she has so, to, 
a couple little notes, yeah. and then I do want to read a little bit more. Yeah. One of them was the term disturbing unity, saying mm. that, you know, all these conspiracy theories reaching the conspiracy singularity is a disturbing unity, which, you know, holds echoes of... Uh, you know, divide and conquer. Like, of course, yeah. all these, a lot of these things are related um, and interweaved. And uh oh, but we don't want all these people uniting and becoming one group. <laughs> you know, yeah. like okay. Yeah. So there's that. But then there's also um, there is a danger here, and something to keep in mind uh, with this conspiracy singularity is it. What does it benefit most of all? It benefits disinformation because if you believe in, if the idea is, if you believe in one conspiracy, you believe in them all. Right. right. Then, you know, let's talk about Pizzagate. They, they mentioned Pizzagate in here and how it's crazy and blah, blah, blah. And they don't see the connection between Pizzagate and, oh, I don't know. Jeffrey Epstein, the most famous man to have gotten arrested within the past year and allegedly killed himself on accounts of <laughs> uh, Pizzagate and Ghislaine Maxwell, who is in jail for what? Pizzagate? But no, Pizzagate is... You didn't know she was innocent? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so the danger here being with the conspiracy... Uh, um, singularity is oh well if you believe in pizzagate you must believe in this other crazy thing and you know add any disinfo in there a lot of people think q is a disinfo operation i don't know i hold my judgment on it for now um but for instance you know there you go if 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 q is a psyop used to uh guide the conspiracy community um and so, you know, anytime you say something against the main story, you are assumed to be a Q yeah. head. Yes. Is that, that's what, been... is that what you call yourselves? Q heads? Q heads? <laughs> I don't know. But that, that, that is, that's, re- I, I've noticed that, you know, on Twitter or whatever, you know, if I choose to engage in the normie types, you will automatically be labeled that. And it's become synonymous with uh, a MAGA, you know. Yeah. Uh, Trump oh, guy yeah. and that yeah, whole thing. Not so to mention that if you believe in any of these conspiracy theories, you're a, you're a diehard Trump supporter, which is right. patently untrue. Right, right, right. Yeah. Keep going here. Cause we got, okay, here we go. I know we're taking a lot of time. We might, we'll, we'll see what happens. People contain multitudes and our ability to believe in several conspiracy theories at once is nothing new. We've seen hints of a conspiracy singularity before most memorably, In the worlds of Milton William Cooper, the author of the dense, chaotic, and totally unreadable conspiracy (laughs) classic, Behold a Pale Horse. (laughs) Can't throw throw Bill Cooper under the bus like that. You have just lost all credibility, lady. I'm not a huge fan of Bill Cooper. Man. Come on. Uh, the author the author of the dense, chaotic, and totally unreadable conspiracy classic, Behold the Peril Horse. Cooper, before he died in a shootout with Sheriff's deputy uh, trying to arrest him for aggravated assault, was successful in assembling a broad coalition of anti-government zealots. Behold the Pale Horse claimed to draw on his military service in Vietnam War to expose a variety of evil deeds perpetrated by those who wanted to bring about the new world order 
But Cooper, who successfully weaved in UFO conspiracies that the U.S. military shot down mysterious craft to capture alien technology, for instance, as well as medical ones, including claims that both AIDS and hepatitis B were bioweapons loosed on the public by the CDC. As Cooper biographer Mark Jacobson noted, some of these theories gained a lot of credence among black Americans and in the hip hop community racist behold a pale horse became a surprising mainstay across a lot of different communities one of the only things you'd be just as likely to find in an afrocentric bookshop in new york as at a militia rally merch table militia rally merch table Uh, it showed that ufo researchers and heavily armed self-proclaimed patriots had some kind of common language in the view of the world or at least places where their worlds overlapped oh god forbid that the black community and (laughs) uh, patriots get along i mean it's right here Oh, no, don't let the black community and patriots agree on something. That would be horrible. Well, yeah. Anyways. And and the complete omission of the possibility that, you know, there's some truth in some of this stuff. Oh, don't even. It's just so dismissive. Don't even try, Gons. I know, I'm trying. I need to reach out to this lady and (laughs) learn or something. One (laughs) devoted fan of Cooper's radio show was Timothy McVeigh, who went on to bomb the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City, killing 168 people. Author and political scientist Michael Birkin notes in his book 2003, A Culture of Conspiracy, that McVeigh also developed a... Uh, fascination with ufos around the same time visiting area 51 a year before he perpetrated the bombing on death row birkin writes mcveigh obsessively watched the film contact about a brave government scientist chosen to make contact with extraterrestrials conspiracy theories that the government is hiding what it knows about aliens or the existence of a secret straw man bank account assigned to each u.s citizen live in the same wow what a crazy connection they're making here oh gosh okay i don't even have the time we don't have enough time in our three-hour show to pick apart the connection she just made uh sorry conspiracy theories that the government is hiding what it knows about aliens or the existence of a secret straw man bank account assigned to each u.s citizen uh, live in the same place theoretically speaking in this book birkin referred to these realms as the domain of stigmatized knowledge Quote, that domain, as we have seen, he wrote, is made up of rejected, outdated or ignored knowledge claims, regardless of subject matter. It contains material drawn from revisionist history, pseudoscience, alternative medicine, occultism, new and alternative religions and political sectarianism. Despite these differences of focus, all share certain overarching similarities, the disdain or disinterest of mainstream institutions check along with the common outsider status conferred by that disdain or disinterest and a consequent uh, and a consequent suspicion of the institutions that have excluded them barkin's book is broadly about the uh, approaching conspiracy singularity focus blah 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 we don't need to uh, let me browse yeah okay barkin's book is broadly about the approaching conspiracy singularity focused especially on the places where far-right anti-government and ufo circles had started to merge and the same fusions notice how they don't mention the far left wing of conspiracy theories you know there's a lot of 
a lot of the anti-vaxxers are actually far left people, but yeah. we don't talk about them. And the same fusions Barkins observed in the late 80s and early 90s between far right conspiracy theorists and UFO believers could also be seen within the 9-11 truth movement. Conspiracy theories about 9-11 brought together the military industrial complex critical left and the Alex Jones tinged right as well as what Birkin called the prophecies of Nostradamus, UFOs, and conspiracy theories about the Illuminati. The bedfellows were strange indeed, as a profile of Alex Jones from 2011 observed, quote, it turns out that the world of paranoia is round, and 9-11 with its billowing smoke and miles of video and a cast of thousands is the terra incognita, where left and right meet, fusing 60s countercultural distrust with the don't tread on me variety. It's a so circle. Again, I keep saying it's a circle. And we're t- yes, we're they're, touching they're, the, they're the far our, left. Our I know the far right, left ahead. and the far right uh, meeting in the middle there. In other words, alliances and overlaps are common and not new. There's always been cross-pollination, Michael Wood told Vice News. Wood has a PhD from the University of Kent as an and is an expert in conspiracy psychology. Maybe I should get a degree in conspiracy psychology. That would be, I think I'm a perfect candidate for a PhD in conspiracy psychology. (laughs) Along with his co-authors, Karen Douglas, Karen, Robbie Sutton, Robbie, he published a 2012 paper exploring the phenomenon of people who simultaneous, now get this, Exploring the phenomenon of people who simultaneously believe in conflicting conspiracy theories. That Princess Diana is alive and was killed by MI6, for example, or that Osama bin Laden both died before the U.S. military raided his compound and is still alive after those same military forces supposedly killed him. The ability to believe two things. And now this is exactly what? the problem. I know. This is the problem that we have. About? with this theory of the conspiracy singularity they can't they can't just accept that there are two different groups there's the group that believe osama bin bin laden died long ago and there's the group that believes that uh, he's still alive and they're trying to say that we all just believe both (laughs) that doesn't make any sense there, anyways, I mean, he was man. hired and he was part of the government. Or the he US government, got a lot so. of money from the U.S. That's yeah. that's not even conspiracy that's, theory. I know, but they would they would tell you <laughs> where, do, where does that put us? Anyway, go on. I don't know. We have yet to get our government check for all this important disinfo work, Gons, that we've devoted our lives to. The ability to believe two things at once, even completely contradictory things, is based on an underlying level of higher order thinking. The paper argued an overriding belief that can make even. I know, I know, I know. We have to talk about this paragraph too. Uh, An overriding belief that can make even conflicting ideas make sense. Simply put, it's the centralized belief that conspiracies and hidden deceptions underpin the world and guide human events. So, yeah, no, if you believe in a higher order, then you're a conspiracy theorist. That's the main gist of it. Which is completely hypocritical because the uh, conspiracy psychoanalyst or whatever he was called, uh, expert in conspiracy psychology. Yeah, that's not higher order thinking. That's not 
ivory tower at all that's just hard analysis but all these other people are insane i know it's so funny yeah okay um let me see how much i got left here oh man there's still a significant portion of this oh uh, we can she we can she spent if we want she spent a lot of time on this on this she really article. did and you know for the sake of time i think we just need to move on so well, she uh, she okay we'll give her this okay uh it's still true that conspiracy communities used to have some degree of separation. Well, there you go. Okay. She acknowledges that. So we'll give her that. Okay. Is that and it? That's it. That, that's, <laughs> okay. that's all I'll give her. It's, it sounded like there was more, but okay. No. <laughs> well, at least we can give her that. Oh, oh okay, here we go. This might be a, uh, a somewhat accurate statement here. At the same time that the conspiracy singularity starts to take shape, we're seeing a distinct collapse between the fringe and the center. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically saying that, the, you know, everything's well, being. Well, we are. Yeah, we are. That's that that totally is a true, true statement. I yeah. think that's what we're saying, too, that like, hey, there's no that's room what we've for. we've been saying all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she must listen uh, to the show and hate us or something. I know. I think this is an important, very important article for all fringy people, truthy people to read. Um, and remember, all of our links to all the articles we read will be in the show notes at canarycrynewstalk.com. Uh, this is Vice article entitled The Conspiracy Singularity. I'm sure you could find it if you Googled it. Uh, but don't do it now because you're listening and you can't listen and read at the same time. But save it for later. Um, you very, know. Well, uh, let me just, uh, we'll wrap it up with this final paragraph here. Uh, people deeply embedded in the overlapping worlds of conspiracy theory tend to refer to themselves as being part of the truth community. Right. We've done that. We've called ourselves part of the truth community. And as its members come to a new and mutually reinforcing view of just what that truth is, the rest of us would do well to pay attention to just what it is. What? So what? <laughs> that that's that's your final punchline. Like, uh, okay, I guess okay. your truth is. I can see the editor like, oh, well, the ending kind of flops, but man, you no did one's going to read that of, far anyway. <laughs> you did write a lot of words, so I guess we'll post it. Yeah, uh, good, good in concept. But obviously, I, I mean, I think it's interesting. And as usual, everybody, you know, delving into fringy, truthy stuff, you need to you need to keep a good head on your shoulders and do a good job of separating out uh, truth and disinfo and, and helping yourself, you know, m figure out which uh, which stances to take and not get trapped in this double think that they think is so prevalent yeah in the community but there you go just something interesting yep very good and uh, uh let's uh we can throw a um a piece of meat at all the uh you know the 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 pedo folk with this next one here which is uh, it's it's just a clip kind of got a little bit of uh a little bit of play that was on the Twitter. weirdest thing you've ever said what what did i say <laughs> throw a piece of meat at something what <laughs> throw a piece of meat at pedo folk what are you saying gonzo oh my gosh they're gonna clip me saying that and they it's gonna are <laughs> i'm gonna clip you <laughs> all right top of the show get that, into the article the show. 
This is the very reliable RollingStone.com. Tom Hanks pleads for people to wear masks in the COVID-19 era. It says Tom Hanks recounted his COVID-19 odyssey and shares a common sense plea for wearing a mask during an interview with Stephen Colbert in the late show Tuesday. And we get it. We don't, we're not going to get into the whole thing. I'm just going to play the clip that I think, uh, is weird. Okay. <laughs> weird, right? It's yeah. Weird. <laughs> and a little bit of discretionary listening advised for a little know, bit. If you don't, sure. need, if you don't, if you don't listen with somebody, you might need to explain things to. Yeah. So this is Tom Hanks explaining what it was like to have the, uh, the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't had a really sore butt, Steve. Steve yes, I have, there. Tom. A yes, I have. Very, just like it felt like it felt like your older brother had held you down and just kept fisting you in the buttocks, you know, until you what? until you'd said something like, "I love flipper." Say it. Say it. I love flipper. Say it. Say it. I love flipper. Mm-hmm. Well, I finally said, "I love flipper," but it felt like he had. I had my butt. It was just so sore. I will never, I will never watch the television show Flipper in the same way now. What is he talking about? What in the world are you talking about? First off, first First of all, no, I've never had that experience. I I don't have a brother, so I don't. I I think what he was trying to say was that his brother was punching him in the in the you know posterior area, but it did not come across like that at all. And the other weird part, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, yes, I totally know what you're talking about. Couple well, of weird you know, creeps, Steve, man. He's trying to be funny, I think. I know they're trying to be funny. What a weird thing for Tom to weird. say. In in context of what it's like having coronavirus, it's like getting punched in the butt by your brother. I mean that that's the the you know the the assumed G version of it, G rated version of what he was saying. Other it, people what? have taken it much. Uh, well, you know, he's on yeah. the flight logs, so that's what, are you what I'm saying. Do? Yeah, wow. yep, yep. I don't like uh, it. I don't like it either. And uh, yeah, there you go. That's your that's your piece of uh, you know play for your family if they doubt. Kind Somebody of thing. says that Stephen Colbert was on the flight logs too. In the Ooh, chat. is he? I don't know that for sure. I haven't seen Ooh. his name there, but I didn't look for him. That um, would make all right. More well, sense. let's talk about some whack jeans. Okay. Whack jeans. All right, we got a few of them here. This one is by the New York Times, which has a paywall. So MSN.com gave it to us. Yay. Uh, Of course, we know that a lot of these viruses or the the virus has been a big test to see how much we can shut down the world economy and everything else. But now the WHO, the World Health Organization, asks for help fighting growing Ebola outbreak. We're back to Ebola. The World Health Organization raised the alarm Thursday about a growing Ebola outbreak in the Democratic Republic of Congo and warned of an imminent shortage of funds to fight the deadly disease. The organization said that 56 cases have been reported uh, in uh, Equator Province, which is greater than the total number of cases recorded in the province's last outbreak in 2018. Efforts to contain the coronavirus pandemic have complicated the response to the Ebola outbreak, according to Dr. Machi Shido Moeti, the WHO's regional director for Africa. Quote, we must not let COVID-19 distract us, uh, distract us from tackling other pressing health threats, Dr. Moeti said. 
Quote, the current Ebola outbreak is running into headwinds because cases are scattered across remote areas in dense rainforests. The WHO said in a statement that it had mobilized 1.75 million to combat the Ebola outbreak, which was declared on June 1st, but that uh, will only last a few more weeks. She called for another funding to help with vaccinations, testing, contract tracing, treatment, and health education. Another Ebola outbreak in the east of the country was declared over on uh, June 25th after, t- after two years and 2,280 deaths. Dr. Michael Ryan, the executive director of the WHO Emergency Health Program, who has worked extensively on Ebola, said on Monday that as of July 12th, there, are, there were 17 deaths from the confirmed Ebola cases and three more from su- suspected cases. And it kind of goes on here. But uh, yeah, point being, don't be distracted by COVID. Ebola outbreak. More and this money. this is human Ebola, not bunny Ebola? Human Ebola. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Ebola outbreak never actually ceased over there in Africa. We just kind of stopped talking about it. Yep. Because it didn't help political conversations. um, I'll give you a little update over here on CNN.com. Fantastic. I always love CNN. Love it. Communist. Chinese Communist Network. Okay. (laughs) Do we get a jingle or what? Oh, you you want the vaccine jingle? Vaccine. Welcome to there we go. Okay, so uh, we we actually touched on this story uh, about a week ago, but uh, we wanted to keep up with it as it develops. Um, the this article is titled "Teenage Boy Dies from Bubonic Plague After Eating a Marmot." A 15-year-old boy has died from bubonic plague in western Mongolia, according to government health officials. The teenager caught the plague after hunting and eating a marmot, according to Dorj Naranjerel, spokesperson for Mongolia's Ministry of Health. He died on Sunday. Marmots are... Okay, we don't need to read about what marmots are. Well, maybe we do. (laughs) Marmots are large ground squirrels, a type of rodent that have historically been linked to plague outbreaks in the region. Tests confirmed the teenager had contracted bubonic plague and authorities imposed quarantine measures for the Tugrug district of Gobi Altai province. The quarantine, which began on Sunday, will run until Saturday, and authorities have already isolated 15 people who came in contact with the teenager. All of them are healthy. Rodents are, <laughs> quarantine the healthy. Rodents are the main vector of plague transmission from animals to humans, but the disease can also be passed on through flea bites and from person to person. Plague killed an estimated 50, 50 million people in Europe during the Black Death pandemic in the Middle Ages, but modern antibiotics uh, can prevent complications and death if administered quickly enough. Bubonic plague, which is one of the plague's three forms causes painful swollen lymph nodes as well as fever chills and coughing mongolia has recorded 692 cases of marmot plague from 1928 to 2018 that's quite a bit of plague of those 513 died of the disease equivalent to a mortality rate of just over 74 percent now um okay yeah we'll go through the whole thing earlier this month two other people tested positive for bubonic plague in the neighboring province of covid uh prompting COVID. warnings k-o-h-o-v-d covid 
Yes, COVID prompting warnings from officials in nearby Russia. Officials from Russia's uh, Ministry of Agriculture and Food told citizens in the border area not to hunt marmots or leave or eat marmot meat and take preventive measures against insect bites. The Russian embassy in Mongolia cited Sergei Diorditsu, a World Health Organization representative in Mongolia, who reportedly said the province sees seasonal outbreaks of the plague, according to Russian state media outlet uh, Ria Novosti. Quote, there are natural fochi of plague in Mongolia, and the disease is spread by tarbagans, Mongolian marmots, the embassy said. The problem is that local residents, despite all prohibitions and recommendations of local authorities, continue to hunt them and eat them, as this is a local delicacy. See, we're trying to not wear masks in America and over in Mongolia. Don't tread on me. I'll eat all the marmots I want. Authorities in the Chinese region of Inner Mongolia also confirmed a case of the plague in the city of Bayanur, uh, northwest of Beijing, on July 7th, according to the state-run Xinhua News Agency. Can you hear that kitten? Yes. Why are you yelling, kitten? What do you want? She's saying stop reading and, and stop <laughs> reading the stop Chinese Communist this. Party propaganda. <laughs> okay, here's where it gets interesting. In 2019, a couple in Mongolia died after eating a raw marmot kidney, triggering a quarantine that left several tourists stranded in the region. Last week, a squirrel in the U.S. state of Colorado tested positive for the plague. The U.S. reports up to a few dozen cases every year, according to the Centers for Disease Control, Two people died in Colorado from the plague in 2015. The plague has recently made a comeback, and the World Health Organization has categorized it as a re-emerging disease. So we need a plague vaccine, Gons. Plague vaccine, Ebola outbreak, the Ronas. I mean, we are just... I know. It's, it's over. It's not working out well for it's, us here. <laughs> nothing's happening. Right. Correctly. Okay. All right. What do you got? Reuters.com, Russia trying to steal COVID-19 vaccine data, says UK, US, and Canada. Hackers Mm. backed by the Russian state are trying to steal COVID-19 vaccine and treatment research from academic and pharmaceutical institutions around the world. Britain's National Cybersecurity Center, the NCSC, said on Thursday. A coordinated statement from Britain, the U.S., and Canada attributed the attacks to Group APT29, also known as Cozy Bear, which uh, they said was almost certainly operating as part of Russia's intelligence services. Quote, we condemn these despicable attacks against those doing vital work to combat the coronavirus pandemic, said NCSC Director of Operations Paul Chichester uh, sounds British. Cybersecurity researchers said an APT29 hacking tool was used against clients located in United States, Japan, China, and Africa over the last year. Russian news, news agency RIA cited spokesman Dmitry Peskov as saying the Kremlin rejected London, London's allegations, which he said were not backed by proper evidence. In a separate announcement, Britain also accused Russian actors of trying to interfere in the 2019 elections by trying to spread leaked documents online. 
Russia's foreign ministry said those accusations were foggy and contradictory. Britain is expected to publish a long-delayed report into Russian influence in British politics next week. Uh, You get the point. There you go. That's it. Russia. Always Russia. Always the bad guys. More Russia hacking. But now it's the evils of stealing our COVID info. But, But why would they care? You know, the only person who would care if Russian hackers stole COVID vaccine info is the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, if we, you know, if everybody's begging for a vaccine so much, wouldn't we want as many possible people working on it? But no, now it's evil to share that information because uh, our big pharma can't uh, profit off of it. Yeah. So. All right. um, Moving on. That's pretty much it. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Got a jingle for this one, too, because, oh, I don't know if I have it ready, actually. Uh, well. No. Come on. No jingle. Come on. Nothing. All right. No, well, I, I was going to have the vaccine jingle, but then you, you said it wasn't really a vaccine story. It's not, but we just do it because we like the sound of it. Okay. Vaccine. Vaccine. Might as well throw a COVID jingle in there, too. Oops. COVID. Oh, this is the one I wanted. Speaking of the beast system. There it is. There we go. Okay, here we are. I'm going to read this article from medium.com because I think it uh, exposes an interesting uh, viewpoint. It's harsh. It's a harsh viewpoint, um, but this data is available other places as well. Um, So you can just go ahead and do a Google search. But this is titled, American Passports Are Worthless Now. In parentheses, map. They want Mm -hmm. you to know that there's a map. America is not united anymore. Now, hold on. Okay, first of all. Whoa. (laughs) Yes, remember, not remember, but just to keep you posted, this is uh, the author of this article is named Indy Sarmarajiva, who Mm -hmm. uh, lives in Sri Lanka. Okay. This is a Sri Lankan person. America is not united anymore, and it's barely a state. They have crashed right through failed... Hold on. America is not united anymore, and it's barely a state. They have crashed right through failed state into a plague state. Unwelcome across the world. This has been predicted, including here. <laughs> now... It has come to pass. Yes. Just look at the map. And there's a map there that you can see if you're watching the live feed. Americans have gone from having access to most of the world to being banned from most of it. Today, Americans are only allowed in a few Caribbean islands and the Balkans. An American passport is now worthless. Worse than worthless. It's a plague. In the absence of human humane government, America is now ruled by COVID-19. Welcome to the plague states of America. It's too late. Then they have a little graph there for the COVID uh, cases. I think it is difficult for Americans to understand that they are, to use an epidemiological term, completely effed. Oh, yeah, there's some bad words in this article, by the way. COVID-19 could have been managed in January or February or even now, but not a full year later in January 2021. Hold on. Before you you go on here, I'm looking at this chart. Uh Uh-huh. And it shows China 
having a little bump back in the December, January time, and then it just flat zero cases. Oh yeah, no, there's this is a Chinese. Uh, well, this is from what? the European CDC. But uh, yeah, very interesting representation of what we've been told. The U.S. uh, around, I don't know, April, May, June-ish goes parabolic with cases. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go Um, ahead. uh, Let's see here. Where was I? I think it is difficult for Americans to understand that they are. Oh, yeah. I read that part. Uh, Given that you need a functioning. Well, do you have the typo alert? I do. Yeah. It says, given than you need a functioning government. Got you, Indy. (laughs) Given that you need a functioning government to manage this pandemic, that's the soonest Americans can get one, is January. It's far too late. The most reliable projections are saying 200,000 dead and 50 million infected by Election Day in November. Again, some more computer models there. Even these projections struggle to account for completely irrational federal actions like uh, denigrating masks, pushing to open early, and pushing students back into schools. This is not the absence of public health. This is its opposite. (laughs) Okay. It is, in effect, governance by COVID-19. Not a failed state, a plague state. Even after Election Day, Donald Trump will still be in power for nearly three months until January 20th. Besides impeaching a dead duck president, there's nothing America can do but wait. We already did impeach him. Uh, So moving on. While COVID-19 grows ever stronger, grows completely out of control. That's not a sentence, but uh, that is a sentence here. Uh, In a pandemic, days matter, hours matter. A year is entirely too late. America will be lucky to exit this pandemic with less than a million dead and a hundred million infected. So so pessimistic. No, no, uh, no source for that. No source for any of those numbers. The living will be lucky to exit their country within the next five years. Hmm. Welcome to the club. Post-colonial BS and racism have made my Sri Lankan passport worthless for years. Now the American passport is worse. America has crashed straight through the third world into fourth. I don't think he knows what those words mean. Uh, Here is a list in total of all the places Americans can go. Most of them are small Caribbean islands. And he's right. Uh, So basically we can go around the the Caribbean um, and then some notable other countries that we're only allowed to go to is Albania, uh, Caribbean, Caribbean, Croatia. Oh, so okay. So if you go to Ecuador or Ireland, you're you have to have a 14 day quarantine to even. Yeah, let me get there. I'll get there. Okay. So Albania, which I will say this, I don't know if they are listening right now, but I had a guest on uh, the Joyspiracy theory who lived in Albania, and they said that it's the best place for Americans to go. Uh, Apparently, they love Americans there, so Albania might be the place to go. Uh, Croatia, which is also a beautiful place. Um, Ecuador, let's see, Ireland, South Korea, Kosovo, Lebanon, uh, Mexico, okay, uh, Turkey, Ukraine, UAE, and UK. So Jamaica. Are, you know, there's some pla- yes, that's, that's in cool the Caribbean, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. Um, so there you go. Those are, to my 
to my quickest run through that list, those are the non-Caribbean places you can go. Oh, Serbia included in there. Uh, American, again, another typo. American now have access to exactly two dozen states, five more if they want to endure a 14-day quarantine on the end. Americans have gone from world power to getting the side eye from Ecuador in a matter of months. Right now, Americans are only really welcome on remote islands or at corralled resorts in Mexico, uh, where they can be isolated from everyone else. It's not that other nations don't want to welcome Americans. They just can't. The point of a passport is that a sovereign power vouches for its bearer, but America can't vouch for the health of their citizens at all. America's public health regime is far less trustworthy than Liberia's, which is actually quite good. Uh, its sovereign is mad. Are, do we have a sovereign, Gons? I don't think we have a sovereign. Uh, some people oh. would suggest we do. Orange man bad. Okay, I get it. At the time, you can't trust Americans. Americans have poor hygiene. Oh, low masking rate. (laughs) And at least 40% of the population can't be trusted to even believe that COVID-19 exists let alone to take it seriously. They're likely to refuse testing, not report symptoms, break quarantine, and generally not follow the rules. Americans have a toxic combination of ignorance and arrogance that makes them unwelcome travelers. (laughs) Yeah, well, what else is new? (laughs) They have a lot of problems, and they're bringing those problems with them. Some of them, I assume, are good people, but it doesn't matter. It's a plague passport return to sender. That's the near future of the United States, an epidemic that spreads largely unchecked until next year, a population too unprotected and ignorant to be allowed anywhere else. A world that largely suppresses the virus from Mongolia to Ghana to Trinidad to Tobago, uh, but which has to keep America in isolation. In the end, Trump did what he said. He built a wall around America and made the world pay for it. He just never told Americans that they'd be stuck inside. Boom, 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 boom. So very aggressive writing here towards Americans in America. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's deserved. Maybe it's not. But uh, the point of this being that it is true. I mean, Americans right now are banned from most places traveling. And when we consider, you know, the beast system, um, you can almost imagine the United States, you know, it's been talked about as it being a prison state or a police state. Well, you know, if your passport won't allow you to travel outside the country, then it kind of is pretty close to a prison state. Yeah. I like how this guy is so like, uh, you know, Americans are ridiculous and just not good slaves, basically, you know? Yeah. Not compliant people. Well, but, right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, it's it's like we're we're in timeout. Americans are in ti- Americans are that's in timeout. Said we, we have to stay in our. Uh, that is true. Fauci did use those exact words. Be a timeout. I'm yeah. Fauci. I'm slowly dying. But this is messing up my traveling plans, Gons. Yeah, it's too bad. You you are the, a uh, well. You just need to travel state. in time. Like you had been, and you'll be yeah. Fine. I know. I can just I can just set my uh, set my machine to 2018, even 2019, and travel anywhere I want. But what's the fun in that? You know, <laughs> just run around warning people that it's all going down. <laughs> Nobody believes you. 
Yeah. But uh, it is concerning. It is concerning because especially, I mean, I know a lot of people for many reasons, you know, not that they're unpatriotic, but there's a lot of reasons to want to sort of get out of America and a lot of, you know, depending on. uh, And when I say a lot of reasons, I also mean a lot of perspectives. You know, some people want to get away from. Uh, COVID the disease. A lot of people want to get away from the lockdowns and the, and the, you know, the, the madness, the political madness, the riots, the, uh, you know, all the unrest, the militias, the everything, you know, there's a lot of people thinking about getting out, but uh, unfortunately we're not welcome anywhere. We are literally taken captive in our own land. We should uh, invest in some boats. Maybe it'll be like the old days, you know, I would love that. You know, it was a few few years ago. I was pretty in love with the idea of like just getting a big boat and driving away. I did find a big, uh, what was it? It was a big, uh, it was like a science vessel or something. And it was old and it was junky and it was uncomfortable and rusty. But for a 300 grand, I found a 700 foot boat. It was like an old, uh, an old. You had three hundred grand to yeah. spend on a boat. No, that's why I'm not on a boat right now. Oh, okay. You're just <laughs> saying I you found three, one. <laughs> yeah, I said I was just kind of playfully looking around, like, oh, maybe I'll just live on a big boat and go into the ocean. Um, and you can, it's possible. Maybe we should get a Canary Cry cruise liner. Yeah, there you go. We just start our <laughs> own semi nation. On yeah, the sea. autonomous, uh, you know, get get in international waters. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So there you go. I mean, this, this, uh, but all joking aside, this is a little concerning to me. I don't like it. It is. Hopefully it's not like a permanent situation. Obviously yeah, this, I think right now it's certainly that, but yeah. uh, long term. And I wonder if there's workarounds with some of this or is, are these just a complete you know, I haven't attempted recently There's to go out of the country. The way, just the way he, this author here, uh, has a avatar of himself wearing a mask and how just how much he hates Americans and all this. I'm wondering if there is like if this is like the extreme uh, sort of take on what's actually happening. I don't yeah. know. I haven't well, done he's the research obviously really well. doesn't like Americans in general. I mean, a lot of. Yeah. Ad hominem attacks. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, you no dirty, logical. stinky Americans. I'm sure there's some good Americans, but <laughs> but not worth most of them. To just them. need to stay locked up in their own country. All right, yeah. Let's take right. a let's take a break. Do we have to merge breaks here? We might have to do that. Yeah, again. let's merge breaks. Okay. It's Come on, take a break. Okay, everybody, we're just going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere because after the break, uh, we've got some action going on with some uh, federal secret police making their way around the country here in the U.S. We've also got some Four Horsemen of the Technocalypse updates. You're going to want that. we got some Chinese news and some money, 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 baby. So uh, stick around. And real quick, we just wanted to take a break because we like to thank some people. We are a uh, a value-for-value proposition here. I'll go into that in a little bit. But one of the value uh, propositions we hold here, as you noticed, uh, or maybe you didn't notice, today we had to take a a take two 
um, to uh, keep the keep the show going. We had some streaming problems. YouTube just full on refused to let the stream go through the first time. Uh, so only the Twitch viewers got to tune in to the first try of the show there. Um, and so I want to thank some of our new Twitch followers. Gons, these pe- these are the people who said, yes, Basil, I will do what you say and follow you on, twi- <laughs> on Twitch because I know it helps you out. It does help us out quite a bit. And it's uh, one of the more reliable ways to get the, the live stream. So if you haven't done it yet, I recommend you head to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Follow us, turn on notifications. You know, even if you're still a YouTube person, I'm not sure why you would do that but if you were um that's okay our our notifications rarely go out on youtube it's demonetized streams get cut uh videos taken down it's it's a harsh world over there on youtube so following us on twitch ensures that you'll get some some sort of notification when we go live and you want to make sure to do that oh okay gods i got some new twitch followers you got your dinger ready Dinger is ready, but okay. not for Tom Hanks. Okay, here we go. First, uh, well, you know what? I got to make this bigger. My eyes are getting old here. Here we go. Uh, first of all, I want to thank Fine Time to Die. <laughs> oh, yikers. Uh, I want to thank Stomping Peter 90. John Lemire. Nephilim Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. Tupperware by Michelle. Now we know where to get our Tupperware. Yeah. Uh, this one's good. Gazel and Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Thank you, Gazel and Bonds. Uh, Clinton. Thank you, Clinton. This one's good. <laughs> Golden. Oh, gosh. Golden Syrian Hamster. Ooh. Do you remember that? Do you, does that ring a bell yes, to you? It does. Yes, okay. That was the that was the type of hamster that they were testing COVID stuff on. Yeah. Golden Syrian hamster. I'm glad Masks yes. Mask your hamsters. hamsters, everybody. We gotta protect the animals. Uh then we got Daniel Lada uh Daniel Ladal. Ladale. Danielle Adel. I'm sorry. Uh Wandering Air. Purple Sage fifteen. Uh, love y'all on here. Followed us again. I guess you get another shout out. Love y'all on here. Here's a good one, Gons. First Lady Kim Kardashian 2024. Oh, boy. We've got the future we, First we, Lady Kim Kardashian following us. Gons, we're doing okay. Yeah. Still waiting for that uh, Illuminati check, though. Uh, <laughs> Kramer 2442. Extreme Ellie. Rice sir one two three Hirsch two O Yahre Yahre And I think that is it. Uh did we think Karen Maxwell twenty twenty last show? I feel like we did. But I think we we'll, did. We'll I just a... saw it and I wanted to say it again. And of course, just because I'm looking at him here and I saw him in the chat. Thank you, William Steele. Will Steele. Will Steele. Famous Will Whistleblower. Steele, famous famous uh, jewel thief. Famous jewel thief and Maxwell whistleblower. Glad to have you in the chat here, Will Steele. 
Um, so there you go. Those are our new Twitch followers, Gons. Thank you guys so much for being here. Really means a lot. We appreciate it. And recommend everybody at least go follow us on Twitch as a backup, if nothing else. Now, since we're going to uh, smash up our breaks here, um, I'm getting rid of this. No longer doing that. Okay, we're gonna, but we're not gonna take another break later on in the show. We are just going to do what we do here, and I want to let you know about our value for value model. Are you excited, Gonzo? Ooh. that is about as excited as i've heard you recently yeah um so everybody remember we are a value for value model show what does that mean well Usually when you listen to podcasts or watch videos or something like that, you'll get an advertisement or they'll read some advertisement, try to sell you an underwear subscription or a GoDaddy account or Square Sposs or something. Um, and uh, that's, that's, that's the advertising model for content creation. And we believe that that is one of the main things that's wrong with the world today for a couple of reasons. One of them, uh, as we could see from the Google article we read earlier in the show if uh, an advertiser doesn't like what you say what do they do they take their money away and that's okay but what happens then is there's a temptation to uh to tailor your message your content to not lose your advertisers and we decided we just did not want that temptation i think uh when content producers are uh, at the whim of advertisers' standards then uh, the content can suffer And that's something we didn't want to bother with. Also, advertising dollars are predicated on the amount of uh, attention that you can garner. How many listeners? How many viewers? And that leads uh, certain people to be to, to maybe stretch the truth, be a little bit more alarmist, you know, feed on your fear. This whole economy of fear is based on advertising. And we decided long ago we did not want to do that. It has not been the best di- business decision of our lives, but at least we can sleep at night uh, knowing that we don't have to perpetuate fear strictly to uh, get those advertising dollars. So as a replacement, what we like to do is go by the value for value model. We put out a product, we do it consistently. We like to think we do it pretty well. And uh, in return, you have the opportunity to put some value back into the system. Now, you may think this just sounds like you're asking for donations. Well, we used to call them donations, but then we realized that that isn't really correct because this is the real world. We're not in some Disneyland version of, you know, YouTube video economy. Okay, this is the real world. If you help pay for a show, you are a producer of the show. So uh, all of our supporters are officially producers of Canary Cry News Talk and Gons. Today, we have some producers to thank. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, over on Canary Cry News Talk, uh, we've got patreon.com slash canary cry. Uh, nope, that's not right. Patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. Patreon.com slash CCNT. We've got some new producers, Gons, and their names are, first of all, Tina. Thank you very much, Tina. Thank you, Tina. Tina, Welcome. you are the best. Thank you for producing. Uh, we've also got CS. 
C.S. 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 Lewis. Yeah, it might be C.S. Lewis. You never know. Oh, that'd be scary. Yeah. So thank you, C.S. and Tina, for helping produce the show over on Patreon.com slash CCNT. You guys are great. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, we don't have any new producers over on Patreon.com slash Canary Cry Radio. But... You mean pa- oh, yeah, your Patreon. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. But... Brain. Brain. But... But... Folks, we understand a lot of people don't like Patreon, and that's okay, because uh, if you're still looking for a way to become a producer, you can head to canarycryradio.com slash support. Oh, totally messed that one up. Hold on. Canarycryradio.com slash support. Ah, yeah. So canarycryradio.com slash support has other options for becoming a producer. We've got PayPal options. You can sign up to help out the show every month, or if commitment's not your thing, you can do a one-time support amount there, as well as some cryptocurrency. And Gons, who do we have coming in on PayPal? PayPal. We have a couple producers. Thank you to Sam. New producer, Sam. Sam. Thank you, Sam. Also, Kyle over Kyle, at Kyle, Kyle. Thank you, Sam and Kyle, for coming in on CanaryCryRadio.com support. We love that. Also, uh, if you want to support us with cryptocurrency, you got to send us an email because if cryptocurrency comes in, it's anonymous. We don't know who you are, but that's okay. It's a great way to anonymously support the show, and uh, I, I support your decision. I- we should say, uh, you send us crypto, we send you back triple crypto. <laughs> yes, send us Bitcoin. We'll send you back 10 times the Bitcoin. That's no, what we uh, don't. Bill Gates We claimed. don't make that promise. Don't. I mean, send us Bitcoin. That's cool, but uh, we will not send anything back. Oh, Instead, we'll name you a producer. Uh, let me double check here. I just want to make sure that nothing had come in. Uh, no, nothing has come in in the crypto Okay. Uh, since our last time All that right. came in, which was Sam and Kyle ago. crushing it, says the Thunder Cunder in uh, the chat. Yeah, you are precisely right, the Thunder Cunder. Okay, and now there's other there's other ways to support the show. We realize that finances are tight for a lot of people, and that is okay. We we pray the best for you. Um, but you can also support the show by creating art, uh, whether that's graphic art, uh, fine art, also jingles. You know, a lot of our jingles now are producer made and sent to us. And you can create uh, some show themed songs, uh, you know, if you're a musician, and we'll play that on the Canary Cry mixtape at the end of the show. And uh, the key word there is, you know, the, uh, if you send art or jingles or music um we appreciate all the creativity of our listeners and our producers uh but you know if we want if we're going to play it on the show it needs to be related to the show in some way um i I, again we appreciate all of our creative listeners but we're not uh we're not just like a scrapbook for for to catch all creative work but if you have something related to the show uh send it to canarycryradio at gmail.com and we would love to uh, put it on the show, put it on the Facebook page, put it in the newsletters, all sorts of good stuff. And of course, we'll give you guys some credit. That'll be good. Um, okay. Am I forgetting yeah. anything, Gons? Uh, well, I do, I do want to thank Joey and Sigma Sagittarius for sending in music. But again, yeah, it was it was uh, 
it was just music with no lyrics, no words. Good music. Good, Good music. music. But, uh, we don't. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye out for places and ways to integrate um, non-show related music. But yeah. Uh, so there we go. We do appreciate the the music sent in. Um, and there you go. Yes, and also we do have a drawing, another hand drawing masterpiece from Magoo, <laughs> which we will show. Uh, you, you don't Magoo. seem too thrilled about it, yeah. uh, but we will show on the screen for those of you watching. If you are listening, yes, Magoo uh, has really to, uh, honed his skills at uh, uh, you know, you know, kindergarten level crayon drawings. Pretty impressive. Yes, uh, and if you want to see them for yourselves, please go to Canary Cry Radio or CanaryCryNewsTalk.com. Uh, and the ep- uh, every time we get art per episode, we will post it. Yep, uh, and on the Facebook one, page, stuff like that. Is that us riding a, a canary? Is that what's going on here? Yes, it's you and me. We're riding a giant canary through the sky, and there's some nice mountains there. And there is uh, some text at the bottom that says Basil and Gon's on a giant canary, one of them crying. I'm not which. I'm not sure which one of us is crying, uh, but one of us is sad about this situation. <laughs> It's probably me. Yeah. Who knows? It's it's a good time. Thank you, Magoo. We appreciate that. And uh, remember to check out the show notes. We got a lot of people asking about links to articles that we read in the show here. We, We don't really have the time or the attention or the energy to post these links live in the chat, but, uh, go to canarycrynewstalk.com. Uh, usually within an hour or two after the show and the podcast is up and hit the show notes there and you can get links to all these articles. We, rem- we I recommend everybody do do that because you want these articles archived and at your disposal if you need to do some further research or, uh, you know, share it with somebody. You know, if you're talking talking nonsense on facebook and somebody says link it bro show me a source well we are your uh your source for sources all right are we good i think we're good let's all uh, right let's wake back up. and wake up yes it's wake up time hey y'all wake up wake up time okay gons i i moved this story you'll notice and it's because uh i looked at the time and i really want to get to it so Uh, I'm going to read from, oops, I lost control of my hand. I'm reading from news.yahoo.com, and the article is titled, Unidentified Federal Agents in Camo and Red, uh, sorry, and Rented Mini, oh my gosh, Unidentified Federal Agents in Camo and Rented Minivans are Grabbing People Off Portland's Streets. President Trump has sent an unknown number of federal agents to Portland, Oregon, ostensibly to uh, project federal property. Again, a typo there. Is it supposed to be protect? I think it's protect because they say it later on. Typo. So it's ostensibly to protect federal property amid weeks of protests against racism and police brutality. But federal officers, quote, are also detaining people on Portland streets who aren't near federal property, nor is it clear that all of the people being arrested have engaged in criminal activity, OPB reported Thursday evening. One civil rights lawyer, Juan Chavez, described the federal tactics as, quote, like stop and frisk meets Guantanamo Bay and more like 
like abduction than lawful arrest. Quote, federal law enforcement officers have been using unmarked vehicles to drive around downtown Portland and detain protesters since at least July 14th, OPB reports. Quote, personal accounts and multiple videos posted online show the officers driving up to people, detaining individuals with no explanation of why they are being arrested and driving off. Then there's a video here, Gons. I think this video is worth playing on the live uh, stream here, and I will uh, or you should uh, describe what's happening. Okay, so it looks like well, there's a news report and then it goes into. well, looks like a couple of these uh, soldier types going after uh, what is it? A, is it a woman? Hold on, let me go back to that spot here. <laughs> okay, I think you're missing the point. It's two camoed, fully camoed, decked out, tactical-looking federal officers, and they walk up to someone. Uh, they they do look like a, a looter, rider type, Antifa type, dressed all in black in a hoodie, wearing a helmet. They just walk right up to him take them by each shoulder and walk them towards a minivan and put them in a minivan, which is pretty crazy. There's no talking. There's no, uh, you know, there's no reading your rights. There's no asking what's going on. It seems the video shows that they just walk up, nab them and take them away. The one thing that was a little suspicious, a little sus as the, uh, as the Gen Zers say, um, was that, uh, this, Antifa type looking person did not put up a fight at all. They didn't even put on handcuffs or anything. They walk up to this person. They have their hands up. They grab this person by either arm and the person just puts their hands behind their back and doesn't put up any struggle, doesn't put up any resistance. Now, maybe it was just a particularly congenial rioter. Um, but usually, you know, through the other videos we've seen, when somebody's wearing a helmet and it is, you know, in street tactical gear for uh, rioting and stuff, she, they're wearing goggles and everything, they usually put up a little bit of a fight. But this person just well, said, okay, take me away, Mr. Federal Man. Um, now back to the article, if I can find it, there it is. Acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf visited Portland on Thursday and slammed the mayor and governor claiming, quote, Portland has been under siege for 47 straight days by a violent mob while local political leaders refuse to restore order to protect their city. He released a list of the, quote, lawless destruction and violence from these violent anarchists, and most of it was graffiti. Trump praised the federal incursion Monday, saying, quote, Portland was totally out of control and federal agents very much quelled it. Very much quelled it. Uh, Federal agents shot one 26-year-old man in the head with a less lethal munitions last Saturday, fracturing his skull. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, Governor Kate Brown, and Oregon's congressional delegation were pretty clear the feds are not welcome. Wheeler said Tuesday that the federal officer... Uh, officers had brought only violence and quote life-threatening tactics to portland streets and quote we do not need or want their help brown said thursday uh brown said thursday said she what (laughs) hold on 
Gosh, come on, Yahoo. Brown said Thursday said she told Wolf he would remove all federal officers from our streets and criticize Trump's political theater. A blatant abuse of power in Portland, Senator Ron Wyden echoed the critique. A peaceful protester in a peaceful protester in Portland was shot in the head by one of Donald Trump's secret police. Whoa, it's, they're straight up dropping the secret police word there. Now Trump and Chad Wolf are weaponizing the DHS as their own occupying army to provoke violence on the streets of my hometown because they think it plays well with right wing media. That was a tweet from Ron Wyden. Um, so there you go. Some some unidentified federal agents kind of just swooping people up off the streets in Portland, uh, which, you know, on one hand, I'm sure there's some. Uh, uh, people who appreciate cleaning up the streets. However, uh, once you this this is like some real big brother type of stuff. You know, no no badges, no uh, identifying markers. I mean, you look at these guys in this video; they could be anybody. You know, there's no military markings or anything that I can see. Um, yeah. Which does raise the question. I mean, hope, wow, how disturbing would it be if they are not military at all they could just be people dressed in camo swooping people up putting them in rented minivans um which is pretty uh, pretty disturbing this widen guy who what is he is he the mayor widen i believe is let me look it up i think he is um a senator okay yeah Oh, Democrat oh. Senator. Oh, there's your alarm. There's the alarm. There's the five o'clock alarm. So I, I think we got a little bit of time. Uh, but uh, oh my gosh, my with my hand, ah, with my <laughs> VR helmet, I can't see where my phone is. Oh no. Hold on. There it is. Come here, little guy. Stop. Stop. Okay. All right. Uh, I think this is my my theory here. I think this is like a staged thing that Ron Wyden. Like hired some people to do this, mm-hmm. so he can tweet out Trump's secret police. Could be on the streets. I, I mean, that's the thing. There's no military markings on these guys. Uh, there's no. I mean, there's no law enforcement markings at all, except for I think they have a patch that says police on it. Yeah, but, but you can get that but, at like a thrift shop right. or something. Yeah, you can buy that anywhere. You can order it all online, and it's even weirder that it says police if they're federal <laughs> agents. Even weirder, yeah. If it's yeah, if, especially if they're federal agents. Yeah, now they're undercover did, federal agents but pretending to be police. Right now, I did follow uh, one of the hyperlinks here. Um, and it does take us to a story at uh, KGW.com, which is KGW8, uh, which I believe is a news station in Portland, I think. Yes. Um, or somewhere. Uh, the article reads, who are these federal officers sent to Portland to deal with protesters? Portland, Oregon. Uh, Acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf was in Portland on Thursday. His office sent out his blah, 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 blah. They're just going to give us a little repeat of the story we just uh, read. Who are these federal officers? Four federal law enforcement agencies, including U.S. Marshals, Federal Protective Service, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and Homeland Security Investigations, have rotated officers through Portland since early July. The U.S. Marshals Service is the lead agency. It's not clear 
unclear how many federal officers are currently in Portland to help with protests. In addition to uniformed law enforcement, court records indicate plain-clothed federal agents have also been working, working the crowd. Um, so, yeah, interesting. We've got U.S. Marshals, Federal Protective Services. Do you know what that is? I've never heard of that. I thought that was just like a, a secret service type thing, isn't it? I have no idea. Will you do a quick Google? See if it's an if that's an official name for something. What was it? The federal. We do have some uh, people in chat suggesting it might be Blackwater. Um, Jay Vela saying how the camo looks off with these guys. Um, what, yeah, what was pretty... the name you wanted me to look up? Federal. Federal Protective Service. Like, is that an actual? entity or is that a descriptive yeah, dhs part of homeland security dhs you say mm -hmm. federal protective what do they do is there a is there like a wiki yeah, paragraph will, you can read uh, i'll go straight to their website here oh i don't know about that get the get oh, the federal yeah, protective baby. service propaganda their mission statement to prevent protect respond to and recover from terrorism criminal acts and other hazards threatening the u.s government's critical infrastructure services and the people who provide to receive them. Um, that's what their mission statement is here. How vague. What we do. Let's see what we do here. Federal Protective Services uh, includes information. Let's see. Uh, emergency planning. Report suspicious activity. Let's do operations. Explosive canine detection team. Hazardous response team. Uh, but that's like chemical, biological, radiological. Yeah, so uh, it seems like just like an all-purpose kind of secret police. Yeah, Operation Shield, Protective Investigations Program, uh, prevents targeted violence or threats of violence in or near FPS monitored facilities by engaging in interagency coordination and partnerships. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It's just it doesn't sort seem of a like nondescript federal law enforcement agency. Yeah, but that's it would be hard to say for sure that that's who those people were in the camo. Oh, would, there would be no, no way of knowing. Well, yeah, that's there's true. no way of knowing of who exactly was in that video. Um, it was also interesting how I don't know, man. The video is a little suspect. It's, it's weird, like man. they don't even care that they're being filmed. You'd think if you were some sort of secret police or something, you would at least react to whoever was holding a camera in their face. Um, and then the way they walked up and grabbed the person and the person just put their hands behind their back and willfully went with them. Uh, and they, there was a moment there. I don't know if you have the video on the stream or not, but when they walk up, they take the person by the arms. The person puts their own hands behind their back, no force whatsoever. Um, yeah. And then they just kind of stand there for a second, almost like they're presenting it. What's going on. Do you see that? Yeah, it's, it it's, weird. it's pretty suspect, man. But yeah, this federal protective service is also pretty suspect. Also interesting U S customs and border protection um, and Homeland security investigations being involved. Um, I believe because it's a port city border, the border customs and border protection do have authority in the region. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Interesting, kind of spooky. Just having federal agents come and swoop you up, and you disappear in an unmarked rented minivan. Yeah, sounds legit. 
<laughs> sounds <laughs> sounds totally like uh, what Trump would do, you know? Yeah. Just bust yeah, out the guys in the military or uh, army or uh, camo and just yeah, go for it. I don't know. I'm going to keep an eye on this. I'll let everybody know if something comes out of it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Um, are we? Do we have time for one more? We have time yeah. for one more. Yeah, All right. I, let's let's do, do a couple. Let's do a couple more. Okay. I want to do this one here. This is the... Uh, a story that we didn't get to last time, and it involves one of the horsemen of the Technocalypse. You are already sort of a cybernetic symbiote. Neural nets are taking over from regular programming. So you are connected. Trying to find the story up here. Let me get to it. Oh, by the way, Gaia X. The EU getting their own cloud computing service and calling it Gaia X. Nice. Where where's my where's the story? Oh, here it is. Yeah, this is a fun little story here. This is from WIBC.com. Scientific breakthrough. Could Elon Musk's brain chip lead to cure for liberalism? (laughs) I did see this article. That's funny. Yeah. Multi-billionaire Elon Musk is on the verge of unveiling his finest contribution to humanity yet, the Neuralink brain chip. Ah, but what is the Neuralink brain chip? You failed to ask, but we'll receive an answer to anyway. This, uh, this article kind of has like a snarky feel to it here. Uh, is it a low-calorie snack food item that makes you more intelligent with each and every crunch? Is it a micro-sized lovable rodent from a Disney cartoon? who will cheerily cavort through your neurological pathways like hamsters through toilet paper tubes? Oh, perhaps it's a helpful piece of surgically implanted technology that allows you to operate computers and move stuff around just by thinking the right commands. The last guess is rather intriguing, just imagining the possibilities. Proposed Neuralink infomercial. Voiceover. Maybe you should do this because you're better at the voiceover thing. (laughs) I don't have it open in front of me. Okay, all right. With Neuralink, you can experience the joy and convenience of navigating your Tesla sedan with nothing more than the power of thought. Disclaimer, Neuralink and Tesla are not responsible for gruesome and disfiguring real-world accidents that uh, occur while dreaming. So what is the Neuralink brain chip and how does it work? We'll have the exciting answer after this brief yet heartwarming reminder of the wondrous benefits and pleasures derived from the uh, merging technology with the human form. It's got like a gif of uh, the uh, T-1000, or is it the T-1000? Is it, yeah, sure. T-1000 from the Terminator. The Elon Musk brain chip is a wondrous development from Neuralink, a neurotechnology company Musk co-founded that will be able to merge human brains with computers as early as this year. Time out. Hey, they listen to Fauci. You know how there's all this talk lately from biblical scholars who say the COVID-19 plague, civil unrest, the chance of impending war with China, and a possible economic collapse are irrefutable signs of the end times? Yeah, there's totally nothing to that theory at all. Nope, not at all. Okay, we're certainly not saying that Elon Musk's brain chip is the mark of the beast as described in Revelations. Duh. That's a pet peeve of mine. It's not Revelations. Revelation. Singular. The revelation. So that that's uh, it goes to show how they might need to pick up their Bibles a little more. That said, it's probably best to avoid implanting the 666 chip off the Neuralink assembly line into your noggin. 
According to the quality report, uh, reporting of esteemed Fox News journalist Neuralink's all-new piece of fashionably chic technology, quote, is an idea that has been proposed and bandied about by science fiction authors and futurists for decades. Science fiction authors like deranged sociopath and Xenu superfan L. Ron Hubbard. It's got mm. another weird, creepy gif. This, this, uh, this article is full of gifs. Musk told an audience last week that Neuralink scientists have already been able to get a monkey to control a computer with its brain. Yes, an animal that throws its own feces can use the internet. How thrilling. With enough guidance and positive reinforcement training via electrified cattle prods, these majestic creatures will be surfing the web for baboon, <laughs> uh, baboon porn in no time. Quote, we hope that this is a human uh, patient by the end of the year, Musk added. For this, it will uh, hope to have this in a human patient by the end of the year, Musk added. For this, it will eventually need approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Of course, technology like this doesn't come cheap. Let's hope Neuralink offers a layaway plan because Obamacare sure as heck won't cover it. Uh, and it's, it's, got a, it's got a meme that it looks like it would belong to... Uh, the canary canary cry dot community in the meme section. It's Obama holding a beer, putting a thumbs up with the captions quote. If you like your brain chip, you can keep a brain chip. <laughs> Referring to his quote of, if you like your insurance, you can keep your insurance. Right. According to a white paper racist created by <laughs> Neuralink, these fabulous, it actually says that in parentheses and quotes there. Uh, <laughs> these fabulous implantable digital delights Quote, holds promise for the restoration of sensory and motor function and the treatment of neurological disorders. Let us all fervently pray that neurological disorders <laughs> is code for liberalism. <laughs> and it's got. Uh, oh, I, I, I'm glad I forgot her name, but I, what was her name? The, the girl for climate change. Greta Thunberg. Yes. It's got her saying, how dare you? And th that, that's the article. Okay. There so, we go. <laughs> I wanted to so, throw something. <laughs> a little light Elon Musk in there. there. Neuralink going to change everything. Solve everything. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's do some uh, Chinese news here. Welcome to Chinese news. Yeah, okay. back to serious stuff. They're back to serious stuff. This is pretty interesting. Escalating tensions here. SCMP.com, the South China Morning Post. Uh, the article is titled U.S.-China Relations. Beijing says banning 92 million Communist Party members from America. Ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Banning communists? Ridiculous. Banning communists is ridiculous, but... Uh, says the communists. Yeah, sending millions of uh, religious minorities to concentration camps. Totally cool. China said the U.S. W would antagonize the 1.4 billion Chinese people if it went ahead with a plan to ban entry for all members of the ruling Communist Party. The U.S. Trump administration is reportedly reviewing a proposal of a sweeping ban on travel to the United States by members of the Communist Party of China, a move that would further strain ties between the world's two biggest economies. Beijing has called the U.S. pathetic and ridiculous amid such reports. Quote, if the reports are true, the U.S. is choosing to stand in opposition to all the 1.4 billion Chinese people, which is which is standing in opposition against one fifth of the world's <laughs> popula population. 
Chinese Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Hua Chunying said on Friday, she obviously doesn't know what America is all about if she thinks we're going to flinch at standing against a fifth of the world's population. We do that all the time. Quote, this would be against the will of the people in both nations and against the trend of the 21st century and is very ridiculous. What is the trend of the 21st century? Globalization. (laughs) One world. No borders. U.S. media, including the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, reported that Trump administration was considering banning travel to the United States by all members of the Communist Party and their families. Reuters, citing an unnamed source, reported that senior U.S. officials discussing the matter had begun circulating a draft of a possible presidential order, but deliberations were at an early stage and the issue had not yet been brought to Trump. The ban would effectively deny entry to the United United States by the nearly t- 92 million members of the 99-year-old party, which encompasses all levels of the Chinese society from top political and business elites to the grassroots. Hua, th- that sounds like some propaganda to me. Hua said the party was deeply embedded into Chinese society and was integral to the success of the Chinese nation. Quote, the leadership of the Communist Party is the fundamental feature of socialism with Chinese characteristics. Under the leadership of the Communist Party, the Chinese people won independence, freedom and liberation, she said. The path of socialism with Chinese characteristics has not only helped the Chinese people get rid of poverty. Okay. What? I know, I know. Get rid of poverty? <laughs> it yeah, has also, that happened in China. It's, oh it has also made a huge contribution to the advancement of mankind uh, by stealing technology from other countries. But y'all not ready for that conversation. Last week, the U.S. State Department announced it would impose a visa ban on several senior Chinese Communist Party officials, including a top... Po- Politburo member. It deemed responsible for human rights abuses against Muslims in the Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region. The United Uyghur Nations. Uyghur or Uyghur? It's Uyghur. It's pronounced is it? Uyghur. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm positive. Oh. Okay. <laughs> go, go. Uh... It's U U Y U Uyghur. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The United Nations has estimated more than a million Muslims have been detained in camps uh, there for political re-education, but Beijing claims they are vocational training centers aimed at countering religious extremism. Hua said the U.S. had no right to deny the choices made by the Chinese people. Quote, no country and no one has the right to deny the choice made by the Chinese people or the path they have chosen that has been proved to be correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nor do they have the ability to stop china from continuing down the path of socialism with chinese characteristics that's an interesting repetition she keeps using socialism with chinese characteristics she said yeah you think you think orange man is bad with all of his uh <laughs> totalitarian dictator you know lingo yeah but my goodness the ccp there I know this is so wild and a very interesting example of Chinese propaganda, you know, so abhorrently offended that uh, Trump would uh, want to, you know, restrict members, actual members of the CCP. This is not even necessarily geared towards Chinese individuals. This is CCP members. And just to remind everybody, over half 
of the uh, the FBI's recorded counterterrorism cases open right now are right. against Chinese espionage agents. Well, so why would they want to be here? That, that's my question. Because they want to steal information. I, I, I know that, but it, with with so many cases open against them, do, 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 I guess they just think, oh yeah, of course the American you know judicial system and all that. Yeah, sure, but right. we're gonna stay here anyway and yeah. infiltrate and you. Just to remind everybody, yes, uh, China with with their uh, programs like the Thou- Thousand Talents programs have uh, embedded. Uh, many CCP members within academic and scientific institutions. Uh, many, many of them recently have been uh, sent to prison for stealing uh, secrets from those institutions and sending them off to China. Uh, China got busted secretly implanting chips into uh, phones and computers manufactured in China that was sending info, all, you know, back to the CCP. TikTok, a CCP-owned app, is uh, well the biggest security threat <laughs> to American individuals ever. To the American youth, yes, yes, specifically the youth, and uh, not to mention. Their actual concentration camps filled with a million Uyghurs and the uh, the crackdown on Hong Kong, where, you know, Hong Kongers, among all the problems that the United States may be having right now, Hong Kong uh, citizens uh, waving the American flag, begging for Trump to save them from China. So anyways, all this to say that China is so offended that we would (laughs) consider banning specifically members of an enemy uh, political party is uh, just just delightful. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep an eye on that, too, because that's part of the whole I, I think the that division of the scientific dictatorship and the the quote unquote conspiracy theorist division is definitely something that uh, yeah. that the Chinese are involved in. Especially if you look at how the technocrats and the scientific dictatorship took over China. Do you remember how they only allowed you know one kid per family and that kind of yeah. stuff? That's all part of the. Uh, the programming there that took place and and now it's you know now they're ready to to war against america we've been in this kind of cold war two situation so yeah uh, oh and more most offensively they're so offended that uh you know we might ban members of their communist party when they just passed a law a worldwide law that if you (laughs) are anywhere in the world and you say something bad about china and you step foot in china they can arrest you and imprison you for indefinitely. You know, uh, it's probably like, it's probably like, you know, someone coming in, they look at the passport, whatever. And then they're like, okay, let's look at all their data. Oh, look at all what they were doing on TikTok, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then if, if you're like, well, I didn't download TikTok, then you're like, oh, oh, arrested for not downloading TikTok, <laughs> yeah. you know, not to mention the smackdown they laid on the NBA. Uh, and yeah. Twitch users, you know, so Amazon, who owns Twitch, banned uh, accounts for people speaking out against uh, the Chinese government. Uh, yeah. Who was it? Was it LeBron? LeBron, uh, who spoke out against the uh, the Hong Kong situation. I don't remember if it was LeBron, and, but uh, it was somebody. The, but the you NBA know 
is in the pocket of the CCP because uh, 1.4 billion people, uh, that's a big market for an entertainment industry like the NBA. And so if you're an NBA player, you are banned from saying anything negative about the CCP. So it's funny. It's, it's hilarious actually, because they, uh, so the NBA starting up again and they have all these social justice sayings that they can have on the backs of their jerseys instead of their names. Mm-hmm. And so they, there was a huge list of, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter and freedom. There's, there's all kinds of words they picked there. And uh, so so people were starting to order some of these jerseys that you can put custom uh, messages on their back. And somebody tried to put um, F Hong Kong, like the full mm-hmm. word there, the F word Hong Kong, F Hong Kong. And it went through, you can print that. But they also tried free Hong Kong and that was not passed. Like you wow. can't print that on the back of a jersey. So. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty, pretty crazy how that's going down. Um, one more quick story and then we can call it a day. Do we have time? Okay. I think we can yeah. do it. Yeah, one more. Five G kills humans, but not in this story, newsweek.com surgeon using robots and 5g performs operation on cadaver, uh, patient from 10 miles away. Mm-hmm. 5g technology won't just let you browse the internet faster than ever. It will also open up the possibilities of futuristic medical procedures. Experts say taking full advantage of the next generation of wireless connectivity. Researchers in Italy have conducted research showing how a surgeon successfully performed telesurgery from over nine miles away, operating on a cadaver patient via robotic system. The research was done by a team of scientists from the Istuto Italiano di Tecnologia in Genoa and published in the journal Annals of Internal Medicine. It detailed how a new teleoperated surgical robotic system hooked up to a 5G network, performed an operation on the vocal cords of an adult human cadaver. The, oh, jeez, otorhinor, oh my gosh, otorhinolernologist. Oh my <laughs> gosh, what is that you word? You know what? A for effort, Gons. <laughs> Ot- oh my gosh, otorhinolaryngologist. Laryng- Otorhinolaryngologist. My gosh, I wouldn't want to be that kind of doctor. Located <laughs> at Vodafone Village, southwest of Milan, was tasked with handling the robotic system. Meanwhile, the cadaver was located at an uh, uh, anatomy lab in San Rafael Hospital, roughly nine miles northeast of the city. Quote This 5G telesurgery experiment showed that the surgeon had effective control of the surgical robot forceps and laser and could confidently. Uh, perform high precision later cordectomies on the cadaver's vocal cords. The paper explained this was largely because of the high quality telepresence experience delivered by the robots and interfaces, which allowed the surgeon to manipulate the cadavers as vocal cords as if he were in the operating room directly operating on a patient. And, you know, one of the things at the very beginning of this episode, we showed that whole uh, chart there. And we talked about how one of the things the false prophet does is create an image to the beast that basically had a mortal head wound and, and, you know, lived. And I'm not saying that 5g surgeries, telesurgeries is going to be used in that process, 
but it's interesting how we're starting to use all this technology to be remote and have these robots be able to go in and do some pretty sophisticated and probably even more, you know, as time goes on, more precise types of surgical procedures that the human hand can't do. And, and obviously there's already robots that do a lot of that stuff, but uh, even from far away now with the 5G added to it, just something to keep an eye on, you know, because a lot of the technology we've always known that it's going to be pushed out as, hey, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that we're healing ourselves with nanobots and, you know, DNA fixing and CRISPR and now 5G is going to be used to better mankind. And if you go against it, you're against science, right? Science is truth. And so I think this is another one of those stories that, hey, great for the guy. Although I would not want to be the, the cadaver there. Like, oh, you're you doing surgery on me, on my throat? Oh, doctor, where are you? I- I'm you 10 would not miles want away. to be the cadaver? <laughs> the dead what guy? What did I say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, think about it. <laughs> I would not want to be the dead guy either. <laughs> but it's, but I mean, yeah, but in, as, as time goes on, it's like, where's the doctor? Yeah. You know, like, oh, don't worry, he's in a lab somewhere. This robot's going to yeah. be his arms and eyes and... I hear you. No, and you know, the the interesting thing about this is uh, this is the Da Vinci robot, right? I don't know. I think it is. Or or at least a Da Vinci-related robot, which actually has been around for a while. I mean, we were reporting on uh, remote surgery robots since the beginning of this show uh, years ago. And so the actual remote surgery is not that interesting. That actually happens... Yeah. Um, already quite a bit. Um, and it's just so, you know, there's just a lot of reasons I don't go Telesurgery. into Telesurgery. But yeah, I think it's the latency that's always been the concern, right? Well, that's the thing. So now they're, they're coming out with this story again, which is already a technology that's existed for years, but now it's 5G enabled. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got to get the 5G, baby. I plead the 5G. Um, okay, Guns, what do you think? Time to land this plane? I think so, yep. Okie dokie. Well, there you go, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Uh, remember, we will be back on Monday. Monday, probably, what is it? The 21st is Monday? The 20th? I'm going to call it the 20th. Uh, Monday, the 20th, will be on somewhere between noon and 5 p.m. PST. So make sure to tune in live. All you podcast listeners out there also, try to tune in live. It's a fun time. Um, but we really appreciate you guys being here. We want to give another big thank Thank you to all of our new producers, Tina, CS, Sam, Kyle. You guys are the best. And remember us for Monday's show because uh, we want to be able to give some credit out to some new producers. Remember, we're the value for value model, which means we don't believe in uh, earning your trust earning your attention, and then turning around and selling it for our own personal gain. We, uh, As we discussed earlier in the show, we believe that uh, the current advertising model is part of why the world is on fire right now. So if you value this show, whether you've listened to it once or 10 times or 100 times, whatever it's worth to you, consider uh, becoming a, a producer. First of all, it helps us out a whole bunch, makes us all feel warm and fuzzy, helps us uh, keep... F- 
keep uh, keep the baby bottles full and the the cat <laughs> the cat food bowl full, and uh, keeps the show coming. You know, if it wasn't for our producers, we couldn't keep doing the show. So we really appreciate that. And uh, you know, you get what you put into it, or you put in what you get out of it. Either way, um, you can't go wrong uh, supporting the content producers, the news analysis, the uh, keeping an eye on the stories that you need to keep an eye on. Uh, just you know, consider joining the club of producers. We appreciate that very much. Remember, you can go to Patreon.com/ccnt. You can go to Patreon.com/CanaryCryRadio. But uh, most musically of all, you can go to CanaryCryRadio.com/support. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. That's right. We thank you so very much. We look forward to thanking new producers on Monday. Remember, you get some uh, some ownership of the show. It's a good time. Um, what do I do now? Oh, yeah. You can also support the show by uh, creating jingles, creating songs, creating art. Well, if you're a creative person, create something uh, related to the show. Send it to canarycryradio at gmail.com and uh, we'll put it on the show, put it on the Facebook news uh, newsletters, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, that's another great way to participate in the production of this show. And remember, you can also leave ratings and reviews. We'd actually really appreciate that. Next week, I'm uh, going to read some ratings and reviews so if you uh, want a rating or a review read on the show head over to your favorite podcatcher whether it's apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you listen to the show leave a rating and a review it really it really really helps us out so you know if you're looking for a way to help out the show and uh, you don't want to you know you maybe you're not a creative person per se we're all creative but maybe that's not your thing um, maybe uh, financially supporting the show is not your thing but one great thing you can do is leave ratings and reviews it tells all the internet robots to share the show with people um, and remember one of the greatest ways to help share the show is just you know tell your friends you got friends and family who are starting to wake up they've been listening to you ramble on about your conspiracy theory singularities and they're starting to realize that the world is not what it seems and a great way to help them along that journey is to just share an episode with them oh man the show burps are strong today um share (laughs) share an episode with them let them know what's going on and uh, we will gently guide them to down the path of truth so Thank you very much for that. Okay. And if you're looking for instructions on how exactly to wake him up, you walk right up to him, you grab him by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Cradle of you cages. Cradle of you The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. Just ask Noah. That's right, everybody. Thank you so much. Guns, you got any last words before uh, we sign off here? Nope. Have a good weekend, everybody. There we go. Enjoy the weekend. And thanks for listening to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in on Monday. But until then, all together now, think outside the cage.
shake things up, shake things up. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. Leave the bird alone. I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. In the future, humans will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and warm. In a people's zoo. I'll keep you safe and warm now. In a people's zoo. You and you in a people's zoo. I'll keep the cameras on. Zoo.